decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. Are you having an allergy attack or what? No, my kid gave me a respiratory virus called RSV. Everybody's sick in this house. I live in a sick house constantly. It's disgusting. Are you sure it's not Omicron? Have you been tested? I hope it is. That'd be fine. Uh, Have you heard the news? Incredible news. The good news. So, well, bad news first. Good news, bad news. Bad news first. I like bad. I like good news last. End on a good note. Bad news. If you are double vaxxed, uh, waning protection against Omicron, you might have something to worry about. But news released by Pfizer just this morning. It's the third dose that does wonders against Omicron. So magically, the same booster that they had way before Omicron was even a thing is the cure. Well, I got to be careful with that word. I didn't mean I didn't mean that, (laughs) Susan, is a highly effective preventative preventative measure slash treatment for uh, Omicron. So the same old booster that Pfizer has had just laying around in the cupboard uh, is is the magic elixir we've all been uh, looking for. Imagine that. Lucky, lucky Pfizer. It just works out in their favor. I can't believe it. And seriously speaking, there's God knows how large a segment of society that eats that up. Oh, yeah. Well, I only had two. I got to rush out and get my third lest I get Omicron. Still, uh, we need an official counter in Times Square or something. Deaths from Omicron, because as far as we know right now, it's still a big goose egg. Big zero. Yeah. So once it takes up to one. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse has been doing the rounds. I saw that. I, I I'm a little bit surprised that he's as vocal as he is after the uh, after the verdict. But good for him. Yeah, he's going on Crowder or was on Crowder, and then he was yeah. on Elijah Shaver's show. And yeah, Nick Fuentes was on Elijah Shaver's show, and apparently it was really funny. I think I saw some clips of that with uh, Sydney what? Watson. Yeah, apparently he like really really pissed her off. Huh. Maybe I'll have to check it out. All right. Uh, You guys know how the call-in show works, most of you at least. If you are new to the show and you'd like to participate in the show, there is a uh, description for how to do that uh, in in the description of whatever platform you may be watching on right now. Uh, We will take your calls uh, for half-hour segments. We'll stop every half half hour to check in with your super chats on YouTube, DLive, and Tippy Stream. And uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is uh, through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Take your call-in show questions there using the call-in show question form. We'll respond to those at the end of the show. Anything else before we uh, hop into the calls? No, let's do it. (laughs) Mute your mic if you got a sniffle. All right. Raggle Fraggle's up first. Uh, Raggle Fraggle, congratulations, man. Hey. Hey. Thanks, guys. How's everything been? Uh, 
pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of life achievement you've packed into a couple weeks' time, yeah? Well, not a couple weeks' time. So I moved to Texas um, like in early November because I started a new job on the 1st. So that had happened a while back. It, but everything else, yeah, has been moving along pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The new job is story number one? Yeah, come on, man. Uh, yeah. It's not your <laughs> wife's impending delivery in two weeks or whenever her due date is. Bon, I got I your message on Instagram. I'm calling bullshit say, on this. Uh, no. If you really, really want me to prove it, I'll bring her on next time or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to take that a different direction. Okay, never mind. Oh, this is disputed? Well, is the, I mean, what do you I mean prove it? Is no, it, he's, it? he's just saying that she got pregnant on their honeymoon, but you know. Oh, I see. I see. That is the cover story, and I think it's true. And the ah. baby's going to be born nine pounds, five ounces, uh, three weeks early, two months early. <laughs> whatever. We'll see about this. Yeah, whatever. Well, congratulations, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, maybe you can give her some advice because she's already going through the pains. <laughs> the pains? Yeah. She's telling me that her body's doing a lot of weird shit. So. How pregnant is she? Again, only two or three weeks. Well, they, you count it from your last period, so she's probably six weeks pregnant. Okay. Well, uh, just anyways. wait. If, she, if, she's, if she's hurting at six weeks, let, talk to me in eight months. <laughs> don't worry i'll be sure to do that uh I, so matt did you get my messages about the the process to get into hawaii uh yeah it's still more hoops than i would like obviously but uh, what is it, 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 it can give me be a TLDR. uh so basically they have like a vaccine passport kind of deal but it's also good for people who aren't vaxxed you just have to turn in a negative test before you fly that's about it uh, that's weak yeah yeah did you say Wait, that you uh, did you say no, that you ahead. had heard a story of someone photoshopping information onto these? I can neither confirm nor deny. Well, I just like if someone was out there and had done this, had you heard of someone doing that? I'm just curious how feasible uh, that is like, if if anyone's had success. Uh, <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny, right. but I have right. not heard of failures. So gotcha. OK. Mhm. Mhm. But yeah, the the honeymoon was amazing. Uh, if anybody Ew. wants to know, out of the things that we did, my favorite one was the Jurassic Falls helicopter tour. And they actually take you to the place where Jurassic Park was filmed. It's, it's called awesome. Jurassic Falls because of the movie? Yeah. Huh. Like that's literally part of the theme. And that's they cool. they take you over a bunch of uh like other places where other films had been shot before. So, it was really cool. It's up my alley. I love, you know, film and stuff like that. Well, well, well. If I uh, if I made my own list for movie nominations, Jurassic Park is in for sure. Yeah, ditto. That's, ditto. It's a lot well, of nostalgia. You know, it's like a, it's it a, is. It's a formative movie in my childhood for sure. Where'd you go in Hawaii? Uh, so we went to Oahu, which is the island with the Honolulu on it, just yeah. to make it easy. Then we spent three days there. Highly, uh, well, no, I strongly recommend it not going there because it's basically just a big city. Don't do it. Oh, okay. It's like the way people explained it to me, there's uh, 1.2 million people or 1.5 million people that live in Hawaii. 1.2 million live on that island. And it's one of the mm-hmm. smaller islands. 
Mm. Yeah. So would pass. Uh, we went to Kauai, which is another island next to Oahu. The cool thing about Oahu, though, is that's where Pearl Harbor is. So if you do want to go there, you have to go to that island. Mm. That's the only catch. Hawaii sucks. Uh, sucks. <laughs> I, I would like to go to cross it off the I list, but I would, someday I would not pass it up, Lon. If you get the opportunity, oh, I've been go. there. It sucks, but I've, I've only been to Kona. No. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, man. I'm really glad to hear of all the uh, all the things happening. No, oh, thank you so much. Uh, and I'm just trying to take it day by day with the pregnancy thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's a support role man and uh, i'm sure you'll do great and all the best to your to your wife and congrats to your family wait before you go let me give you a bit of unsolicited advice hmm. when your wife's hmm. having problems she doesn't want you to try to solve them don't be like oh, oh I, I, get more exercise or eat differently yeah just uh, listen but shapiro already gave me that advice years ago you're late mm. mm-hmm. I, i'll never um, i'll never stop trying to solve them it's like, if you don't want me to solve it, then why am I no. hearing about this? This is women nonsense. Just, That's just how it women works. just want to complain. Just let us complain. I know. But it's annoying. We want you to stop complaining. So we yeah. try to fix the thing that makes you complain. We want a complaint-free yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. you want a complaint-free... You can yeah. mitigate the, the future complaints by listening. That's all I'm saying. But the complaints aren't about... Oh, all right. <laughs> complaints You're trying to man a woman problem, okay? All right. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for the call, man, and all the best to your uh, to your new family. Uh, real quick before I go, if you ever want to change up the uh, setup for the movie reviews, let me know. I got some ideas. I got, I got to leave it as it is for now, but uh, I appreciate the... Yeah, uh, well, when the time comes, hit me up. Have a good night. Appreciate it. You too. All right. Uh, Mustache Asian is up next. Hey. How's it going, man? Good, good. Uh, I'm turning off the stream right now. How are you guys doing? We <laughs> are well. How are things uh, for you? I know it's been quite a saga over the last X amount of months. Yeah, I mean, try to, you know, I mean, move on from that. Yeah, try to, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult to hold, hold on to that because it shouldn't. It, can't let that you know continue to uh, affect you anyway so yeah do, do you have more to the story or did you call in for another reason tonight uh, no just updating i mean yeah, okay. i was kind of you know depressed for a little bit but do you, can working. you yeah. can you give like a 30 second ref, uh, refresher to the audience in case they missed your last call i mean so yeah so we had me and my parents were basically fighting over you know whether or not to give a jab and I basically got dragged kicking and screaming, you know, to the uh, to get a jab at the mm. end. Like I held off for like at least uh, two months. So yeah, so there was a bit of an ordeal. So yeah, man, that mm-hmm. sucks. Sorry. So did you have any um, side effects? No, not apart from just you know maybe a slight uh, fever after the second shot. But okay, I just slept that off pretty much. So yeah. Okay. So what's the latest? This was just like because you know parents are you know, already talking about getting the uh, the booster shot. Um, I don't say anything because I want to bring attention to myself just yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, that's a kind of a the uh, situation right now. So yeah, rough. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was some conflict, or you had mentioned some conflict or or even hostility going on with the parents. Has the relationship improved after? After um, yeah, you decided to get the shot, the tension is definitely less. Yeah, okay. but uh, 
I mean, getting well, getting a contract job is probably the one that kind of you know toned the situation down even more. So you got a new job. I mean, it's a contract job with a okay. small company who is oh. trying to expand. You know, and they are trying to rebrand in the U.S. Yeah, uh, they make they make you know firearm parts. So that's cool. And another another thing that is interesting that they I might be able to go to Shot Show for oh cool you know, in January. But we'll is it still going to happen? I know they canceled it last year. A what? Shot Show. It's like a big uh, gun convention. Oh yeah. So it's uh, yeah. yeah sporting, hunting, and what's outdoor. Yeah, yeah, trade trade show basically. So yeah, and I don't know, like six hours said they won't be attending. And Sig's not going. Why? Because of Omicron or whatever else? I don't know. Yeah, they. I mean, <sighs> I think they they said it before the Omicron uh, was coming out. Or yeah, but then it's like it's very difficult to predict, and we'll see what happens. And traveling what the hell? pain in the ass. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for all I know, these companies are more worried about potential regulatory bullshit showing up to to make it a yeah. you know more effort than it's yeah. worth than they're worried about the virus itself. So maybe I shouldn't be so dismissive. But yeah, yeah. it's like when in God's name are we just going to get back to the normal sort of events that it, it, we have football field or football stadiums filled every single weekend in this country. You can't have or, or shot show is too dangerous for. Somehow, certain people yeah. at least yeah. where is the yeah. event i don't actually know where it is las vegas it's always been in las oh. vegas same with ces the uh, yeah. consumer electronic show same thing yeah, yeah. that'd be cool uh i, I guess it seems like they've done pretty well uh during coronavirus i heard it's pretty normal so yeah, yeah. i i gotta think that the the sort of typical vegas crowd can't be if you're into that sort of thing, you can't be that afraid of coronavirus. There are a lot more diseases yeah. in Las Vegas than coronavirus. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. In your average yeah. Vegas hotel room. Yep. There's all kinds yeah. of cool stuff. Like, uh, I didn't, last time we were in Vegas was, um, was actually the midterm election, uh, 2018, mm-hmm. the last midterm election. And I thought I wanted to do all those cool, go to those cool, um, uh, ranges with machine guns and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. And but it's also expensive. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not paying, you know, a hundred dollars for like 20 rounds or some nonsense like that. You know, they charge insane rates. So yeah. we ended up not doing it, but yeah. Last time I went, I was tr- wanted to go, but yeah, no time. And we're on a trade show too. So yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's, yeah. it sounds like things are getting better then. I, I hope that uh, things have improved relative to the last few months. I know it's been tough. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's been getting better. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, great, man. I'm glad to hear it. And um, thanks for calling in and Merry Christmas uh, and Happy New Year's. Yeah. To, uh, last thought, just, sure. you know, because I know that, uh, and I mean, the movie stuff is different now, but I probably want to put a quick movie on your uh, radar. It's called Four Lions. So it's kind of like a jihadi. <laughs> it's like a suicide bomber comedy out of hmm. England. Huh. Back in 2004. Yeah. So probably should put that on the list too. It's it's pretty back dark, in 2004 now you can't make that because yeah. that's considered uh bait like charlie Hebdo. Yeah. you can't make fun of the yeah. jihadis because then they come yeah. and kill you and it's your fault yeah supposedly a bunch of like two of the actors are actual like muslims or middle eastern muslims yeah like real muslims are they real still muslims. alive or did they meet their fate they are still alive yeah. wow good for them yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah all right thank you man thank you right bye, bye. Avo Brady up next. Avo Brady, you there? 
Hello, hello, Blonde and Matt. Happy Wednesday. You have a familiar voice. Have we spoken before? Uh, It's been a while. It's been quite a while. Um, In fact, I'll just start with my first question. Matt, I I noticed that you've been growing your your beard out a little bit more than usual. It's looking pretty thick, I'd say, and defined. It's just pure (laughs) laziness, to be honest. It's like... No, no, it it really is. I'm not not even kidding. Like, with with the baby around and stuff, you're, you're... you have so many tasks to do That's that right. you got the you got the the little child running around now, right? And running so my, around that kid well, can't do anything. Around, but <laughs> but can it's that like baby even roll over yet? Effort oh, I would gosh. put into, and I, I I I say this with full acknowledgement. My wife does about ninety percent, if not more, of the child uh, yeah. cleaning, child grooming, yeah. all of that. But it's just like the the little tasks that get added on. I have no appetite for. Uh, beard trimming you know it's i don't care if i go full isis well if it means anything i say keep that lazy going with the beard i want to see it (laughs) thank you Uh, i appreciate that thanks you want to hear something um, depressing matt hmm. this is the easiest time in your child's life Uh, i bet in ways this is the thing that's the thing that's frustrating to me right now is the uh is the screaming and the crying without the ability to communicate that's what i find frustrating at this stage you can hardly communicate with like an 18 month old yeah but once <laughs> there are words and i can understand exactly what's going on that i, I know that that comes with running around too. and smearing shit on the walls and stuff i i'm fully i'm fully aware of that but oh, co- lack of communication i find to be frustrating for me at least yeah i hear you this can't be what you um, want to talk about well no i just i i thought i'd briefly just mention it to you guys i figured you you guys are watching the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Um, I am. Do you I, think she had I his baby? I, oh, that's a Is weird that, thought. That's but, accused? Uh, I hadn't heard. That's alleged. There were nude pictures of her pregnant there. Oh, and gosh. there was a picture of him. Like she's got a little baby bump and he's got his hand on her belly. What? Oh boy. That doesn't really say anything though. I guess. Yeah. But does she have an explanation for who... She hasn't mm-hmm. testified, right? But but if no, that's it's out there, purely public, speculative. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I woke up to the news this morning that there was a, a Twitter account that was suspended, and it was entirely based on just following reports from yeah. the trial. That and, um, <laughs> that and I don't know uh, if that has anything to do with the new CEO or or what it is, but yeah. it just kind of seems fishy to me. I wasn't really interested that much to begin with, but now that it's been suspended, I'm like, what could they possibly be talking about in this trial? Yeah. That we don't want that they don't want us to know, you know. It's it's bizarre. It was it's so it, bizarre. They took down the Nancy Pelosi financial dealings or financial. That's the other one. Uh, I knew there was another t- account, but they took uh, that down, and they took down Alex Jones was right. Well, no. one of the great Twitter accounts too. Yeah, there was a uh, a quiet sweep. I can't believe it's made yeah, it for a, so there long. There was a purge going on. I heard, but yeah, yeah, those accounts got hit, and it. It uh, sparked a lot of speculation, and I figured I'd I'd uh, put it in your ear and have you think about it. I haven't followed the trial as closely as I should, but then again, it, it's hard. It's it's the same with Jesse too, where it's like, man, when it's not filmed, it's like you have to go off of I know firsthand accounts of people who are in the trial. You know, yeah, I got to read some reporter's characterization, and um, you can get a lot of the information in their tweet threads and things, or even the articles they write, but. That's still incomplete. And sometimes, yeah. oh, this sometimes you thing. can. Oh, I'm loving it. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, well, the Don <laughs> Lemon implication. Topic. <laughs> that was interesting Don to Lemon. see. 
Yeah, it was known that Jesse and Don Lemon were communicating throughout this because Don Lemon had, had said as much. But oh. but Jesse testified uh, earlier in the week that the reason he didn't cooperate with police, at least in part, was Don Lemon advised him not to because he said that the Chicago police did not believe his story. That's a detail well, that-, that Don Lemon never disclosed. He, he was a, a part of the story at least in sort of an indirect way. And that was never acknowledged until Jesse said that actually on the stand. Well, CNN is losing their people left and right. I mean, Chris Cuomo has gone. They almost got rid of the, the zoom call guy, which I don't know why he's back. And then now they've got Don Lemon, it sounds like. So they're going to be needing some new commentators on CNN. The, uh, the handoff from Don Lemon to now, I guess it was Michael, uh, what's his name? Smirconish, Michael Smirconish, hard name to say, but they did the handoff. It used to be Lemon and Cuomo and now (laughs) it was Lemon and Smirconish and they just acted like, like Cuomo never existed. They just deleted. That's how they do. Yeah. The left is so good at that. They just memory hole people and then eventually people forget because all of our attention spans are so short. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that a look. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Jesse jerked off Don Lemon in a bathhouse. Also, uh, the, well, it's supposedly <laughs> he did it with one of the brothers. So yeah, I, I know. Put it I know. Him. Well, that, that's <laughs> yeah. an interesting question: is who's lying? Because the brother on the stand denied a sexual relationship outright. Well, this wouldn't is you one if you were like a masculine African guy? This yeah. Is, oh, yeah. They'll probably cut off his balls and like grind <laughs> yeah. them into powder or whatever oh, in his home gosh. country. That's the That's one the thing way. I think Jesse might be telling the truth about and the brothers might be lying about is the sexual relationship. Yeah. I could totally believe that. Because it's okay for Jesse to be a huge fag, but those guys, <laughs> they'll, they'll lose some yeah. Nigerian street cred. <laughs> well, I just... I, is what's the basis for Jesse and Don Lemon's relationship? Is it just the fact that they're black and gay? How did they? Yeah, and they're putting in each other's butts. Surely, <laughs> they're like the two right? Spider-Man guys pointing at each other, <laughs> and like, my, you're the other one. All right, we might as well hang out. I, guess. I don't know. I just I don't know. If they've disclosed how they met, or maybe they There's met that at the bathhouse. rapper house. too. That one, that one rapper, the guy who got boned out by Satan in a music video. Oh, or at least uh, suggested yeah little not oh yeah yeah thank yeah. you yeah or at least it was uh, it was to be fair he was what he was twerking on satan i should be, oh, gosh. I, well, should be I see that you good. called and you wanted to talk about black homosexuals for five minutes so I'm i really sorry. appreciate it no i've taken up too much of you guys this time already i really yeah, appreciate you really you have guys yeah give me the time of day well it's thanks been a while man. since i've been on the show so i'm glad i i got a spot up here at the top Aww, appreciate the call thank you. merry christmas happy new year anytime and you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time I'll see you around. We love you guys. Oh, Bye. Okay. thank you for the well, well wishing. Oh, a lady. That's my Tell- mom. Sorry. Oh, she was well. listening. <laughs> Actually, say she hi to your mom, mom for me then. In that case, hi, thank you. I will do. She's hearing this whole thing. All right. Thanks, man. Oh, Later, no. guys. I probably would have conducted myself differently if I knew that somebody's mom was listening to this. My but mom then is I'm a mom. always listening, and yeah, you're a mom. I don't know. It's like it's like I pretend that nobody's listening, and it's like a conversation that I'm having in the privacy of my home. That's with my friend. I, that's I, what we're I, aiming I gotta for. stop doing this. Yeah, but I'm in denial about all the moms that are listening to this. It's their fault for turning it on. All right, we don't force this any. Yeah, into any you hear mom's that face. last guy's mom? This is your fault. All the stuff <laughs> that comes out of my mouth is your fault. Insanity trials. You there? Yes, I am. Am I coming in good? Yep. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? All right, cool. 
Uh, well, first, I have a message from uh, Mr. Spaces. Um, ah. So Ratchet is after me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but having some connection troubles phone. it always seems but, to be the case it's like uh i don't know we have some satellite message from jamaica or something every time but yeah yeah a cup and string or something uh yeah so uh but he suggest because he noticed a, a particular delay in the phone discord so he suggested um pulling in ratchet next trying it if it doesn't work leave ratchet in but pull in jim eagle and just go through the call with all him. right then, then try ratchet again after in other words freestyle it which is the discord standard yeah know. i suppose yeah just ad lib <laughs> thanks man um, uh, what's on your mind so my topic's on the drier side but it's one i i don't have a i can't come up with a firm position on okay um it is uh the renter landlord sort of relationship oh um because uh i think you know we have a pretty wide variety of right-wingers on, who come on the show and, and mm-hmm. uh, even just between you two, if anything. Um, so, but property rights is pretty, pretty universally agreed on. I think that it's important, you know, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like the renter landlord situation is weird to me because I feel like it's a gray area where the landlord literally owns it. So he yeah. has property rights with it, but then the other person's paying to live on it. So he has some kind of a property right to it. And, uh, it's obviously not tenable to, like, a, for a landlord to tell a renter, okay, you have 30 minutes to get all your shit out and leave, right, if they mm-hmm. miss a payment or something. So I can't figure out what the role of the state is in it. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got opinions about this. <laughs> okay, yeah. Say, yeah I, I, you go right ahead. Very much like to hear I don't want to give too much information, but I am embattled with a legal situation with a tenant right now. Oh, um, uh, the state has to be there to enforce property rights for the landlords, because what I have learned about tenants is they will treat your property like garbage and then refuse to leave. And then they'll just squat there forever. And there's nothing you can do about it. So if there's no, nothing enforceable through the state, then every landlord would just be at the mercy of their tenants that refuse to leave, which I suppose is a situation that all people in Washington are dealing with right now. But even in freedom-loving places like Idaho, like you would not believe what landlords have to deal with. Really? We, we kind of had a taste of that with the eviction moratorium. Yeah. And um, if I were to – I don't have a lot of direct experience in this other than being a renter. I've never been a landlord. Oh, I bet you were um, such a respect, respectful renter. But you uh, paid I'm sure your I was, rent on time every month. I never missed and, a payment. I'm yeah. sure – I did get a couple of noise complaints. I, I, I don't know, but I don't think I was a noisy person. But in any case, um, I think that this com- I have to say that the landlord is the obviously is the property owner. And I'm going to be pretty deferential uh, yeah. to that. I right. think that the protections that's not to say that the, the tenant shouldn't be afforded some protections as sort of a. uh you're not the property owner, but you're kind of the property user. But I think the the details of that are best left to the contract itself as opposed to some state law or something like that. And right. I think that, you know, it, it's a it's a matter of two parties signing a contract and the state's role in that is enforcing the contract rather than saying you must give this notice or you must pay this price or this fee for that or what. If you uh, if you find the terms of your landlord to be uh, not forgiving enough. 
I would say find a better landlord with better contract terms. That would right. be my answer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. well, I, oh, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. I know that that's going to come down. A, a lot of people might think that's a little heavy in favor of the landlord. I just don't, I don't know the that landlord I landlord is the property owner. Yeah. I, do, I don't like the precedent of the state or the voter telling property owners what they can and can't do as far as um, forming a contract to rent right. out their property. Exactly. Yeah. I no I and I totally see that and that's why I struggled with it a bit. The only the only sort of thing I thought of going the other way is sort of a, a, a more impoverished area and taking advantage of people who come in and then you know uh, three months down the line if, if you just drop a really bad contract because there's just not any place to live or it's really cheap or whatever mm-hmm. and then three months down the line someone offers to pay forty bucks a month more and then you just go you know kick them out. And, bring them in and just you know do that until you get well if you don't look at the eviction clause and and then it's your own fault as a tenant like standard it's you get 30 days notice but uh, and then they have to violate certain things with it you can't just arbitrarily remove people the other thing i'd say too is if you're serving if, if you're um serving a sort of an area that's sketchy or that is is low income or is otherwise Otherwise has problems. There's risk inherent to that for the property owner too. And mm-hmm. and that's another that's reason true. I'd, I'd probably be pretty deferential to them is, is they, they have risk to manage and it's not that the tenant doesn't have their own risk, but it's not the same. You know, they, they, if you're, if you're right. serving a community that's more prone to be late on payments or not make payments or things like that, you, you have to look out for uh, yourself as well. Duh. That's true. That's true. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess if it's become standard practice that the 30 days is just what happens, even for the more ghetto-y areas, then I guess you don't really need state enforcement of it. Right. Uh, uh, you do, but, because a, a lot well, of states yeah, just favor tenant rights over property owner rights. And so if they just choose yeah. to squat, then the only way without getting the state involved is to be, is to be like, now, now you get off my property, which like, is the, also they, a crime, right. in, in which is also places, a crime. Yeah. Right. So so yeah. there has to be some defer, some level of deferring to the state to to hash out these these legal terms. But I just generally don't have a lot of compassion for people that are bound uh, to contracts that they accept. And then when the terms of the contract become enforceable, they're like, well, this is unfair. It's like, does it matter if it's unfair? It's something you agree to. It's kind of like the student loan debate going on. Right yeah. Now too. It's like yeah. I, nothing about this student loan debate means that uh, you didn't actually take out this loan knowing what the interest rate was and that you were going to have to pay it back. Right. Like, it's not yeah. my fault that you're stupid and you didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. So I guess it's kind of, it's a situation where it should be primarily and mostly a, a negotiation between the two parties with mm-hmm. the state as an arbitrator you know, when needed, maybe yeah. and probably a little more active as a mediator than like a normal transaction, like buying something in store. But um, I would say less not, there. There's there should be less state involvement, like no involvement unless you're trying to enforce yeah. eviction. Yeah, con- that is the tenants not abiding by. Yeah. Contract enforcement as opposed yeah. to some sort of no, uh, outside law arbitration. Yeah. Right. There's a lot more behind the scenes state involvement with a normal transaction. That's true. I had thought yeah. of that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for the thoughts. Did you have any other uh, closing thoughts before we let you go? No, no. This was uh, this was good. I, I really didn't have much of a, a firm opinion on this. I mostly just wanted to bounce around, and that's what happened. So thanks. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I haven't thought about this that much myself either, so it's interesting to think about. Thanks for the call. Yeah. See you guys. 
I'm glad right. somebody called about that because I lay in bed every night and I'm like, my eye twitches come back. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't. And well, that's uh, it's like I know down the line, the house that we have right now um, has enough space for us to have one child. And if I had, if we have more kids, I would either need offsite office space or I'd have to build something off the house. Off the house, right. Or in an ideal world, maybe we could get a bigger house and I could keep this house and rent it out as additional income someday. But get um, a house where? Like we're in the same situation where it's like we can't, we but can't that, leave. We're locked in this house forever. But then I wonder if I became a landlord, um, is that more difficulty than it's worth even though it's sort of passive income it's not really passive i guess you need to maintain the property you got to manage the tenants there's a whole bunch of work that goes along with being a landlord if even you get for one good place tenants, or if you but, get tenants in that are your friends that respect the property yeah. um it truly is passive income like most Dude, of my I've tenants had, I've had a fantastic rough, i've had a rough enough time with just you know friends living here uh on a temporary but it's basis not as in your house yeah it's not in your house maybe that's Maybe that's it. Hopefully or luckily, I'm a couple of years off from that decision. So nothing mm. firm yet. But but that's the other thing is, is if, if we were going to leave this house, the housing market in Bozeman, I mean, we're leaving this town if we leave this house because it, yeah. it, it's not that there are plenty of quality places to live. It's just the value of what you get. Right. I mean, I could you could get a mansion somewhere else for the price of like a very small single family home. And timber uh, so expensive, market. so building. I know. So my plan is to find five acres in an area that I hope expands, that the town expands to, and then put a the biggest manufactured home that I possibly can on it. Mm. Mm. That's a plan. I like that. And then rent out all of my other houses mm. is the plan. We'll see. We are past due for a break. Uh, over on DLive. Uh, fun Funguall, which I'm sure I'm always mispronouncing. Thank you for supporting the show. Deus Ex Machina Prime, appreciate it. Darth Jones and C2K as well. Thank you guys. Let me reload this. I also have Tippy Stream here. <clears throat> Martin, you don't understand. You don't get it. He said, don't build garbage. You, you, you can't get wood around here. I'm trying to maximize uh, my income, my passive income. Building a new house here, it's it's just, it's untenably expensive. Like, you, you can't even do it. The materials, the people to do the work, all, Both, all of that and the stuff. materials. Dealing with contractors, as you now know, fucking nightmare. It's a yeah, fucking I've had, nightmare. I've had my own experience over the last year. Um, without boring the audience, it's like uh, a shower that was supposed to be done in July is still not really done because of contractors. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because when everybody wants to when you live in a desirable area, all the contractors have work all the time. And so they can just be like, mm, I'm just not going to show up to your job. Today. Yeah, dude, they're told I'm totally understanding with people who who say, hey, you know, uh, I got X, Y and Z obligations. I can't do it at this time or it's going to yeah. just just tell me, dude. But these but people in markets like this, they'll take your money and just leave. Like you try to do yeah. the right thing by paying them on time dick you around just constantly and, um, and instead they they instead of reciprocating that loyalty they just take your money and bail like yeah the dude or do who like built a really it, shitty job because they don't have to get word of mouth recommendations anymore exactly the guy yeah. who the guy who built the stuff for us didn't finish it and i i had to try to call him and text him to finish it he just ghosted like he dis yeah. as far as i know he died yeah and so i gotta get other people to fix the things he messed up 
Oh yeah. And I'll never find him again. Yeah. It's, it's a total nightmare. And then I don't know if you have projects bid out before, but, um, contractors around here, instead of just telling you that they don't have time to do the job because they're busy, they will bid something out at just like a ridiculous price for like a roof that costs five grand to fix. They'll be like, this is going to cost 30 grand. It's like, just tell me you're too busy to do it. <laughs> why even bother with this? I guess. Yeah. Well, some people will pay it. That's why. That's why they do it. That is asinine. That's asinine. I can't market blame them for failure. Well, I can't blame them for earning what the market will bear, but you know, you can I, for doing a shitty job though. Yes. That's the thing is it's the dishonesty. It's the sleaziness. It's the lack of Decent treatment for someone who pays you for honest work. That drives yeah. me up the wall. I, I get that the markets like the ones that we're in are total insanity right now. I'm totally understanding of that. But you don't <sighs> have to be a douchebag about it. And they are. Hire a plumber that's on meth. That's my advice <laughs> to you. Our plumber was actually A+. He was like a younger kid who clearly is trying to make his mark. And he was, he was the sort of kid. People? He was the sort of kid that didn't have to because it wasn't part of his work. But he he had to do some plumbing in the bathroom and he yeah. swept up when he was done. That's so even nice. though he didn't, he didn't do any, anything that required sweeping. You just, yeah, I am seeing stuff, this but. influx of like nice young men into yeah. different trades. Like we had a major mouse problem around here and the extermination company that I, uh, that I got this, this kid that came over, I shouldn't say kid. He was like 25. This all buttoned up with this little collar. And he just looked like he walked off of like a teeny bopper movie set or something like that. Mm. He was just like the cutest little thing. So I, I'm happy to see that, that there are some clean cut guys going into trades. Yeah. Uh, over on Tippy stream, incompetent hand says commercials now aren't uh, just anti-white. They're full of black. Uh, they're full on black mirror. The oh. <laughs> commercials for I don't know the reference. I know the show, I guess, but I don't know the specific reference. The commercial the commercials for the new Google phone are touting non-racist camera uh, where you can delete people and things out of photos. Proof the left rejects truth and revels in narrative. I haven't seen that. You can actually isolate and delete things out of photos. I didn't know that either. That's going to be crazy. Mm. Thank you. Uh, incompetent hands under equality. We get Adele and Odell. Despite flaws, their talents make them world famous under equity. Their talents are their flaws and you never hear of them because they're shot behind a shed. Did he mean to say Adele and who's Odell? Uh, I know of Odell Beckham, the football player, but I, I don't, don't know, know who that is, but I know Adele. Yeah. The singer. Is that the, is that the dude that she's banging? I don't know. I have no idea. The only Odell I know is o Odell, the wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, because I know that she's banging some black guy. Adele boyfriend. I'm sure there's more than one black guy on the football team. Never mind. <laughs> Rich Paul. He's not a football player at all. All right. He's a sports agent. Gotcha. Well, That's maybe all. he knows Odell. Maybe that was the hookup. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so racist. Okay, we're good. All right. Uh, back to the calls. Thank you guys for the super chats. Appreciate it. Ratchet Republican is up next. Can we get that Jamaican connection working this time? Oh, Ratchet. no. You're my favorite. Ratchet. I know. It's like uh, we've been trying for a couple weeks now, or at least the last few shows. I haven't been able to get them. So maybe we'll try again later. Jim Eagle up next. Jim Eagle, you there? Jim? Uh, it's the second black guy she's dating. I see Jim lighting up, but I can't hear him. Can you hear him? Is it because she's fat? Or like used to be fat? 
what? This is the second black guy Adela has dated, but she was married (laughs) to two white guys before this. And you asked, is it because she's fat? Well, yeah. But she was fat before. Now she's not. She was fatter before. So she did the reverse thing. You know, she dates white guys when she's fat and then she gets skinny and she starts, (laughs) she goes black. I don't know. I I can't. Does someone want to explain the psychology behind this one? Please call in. Uh, Jim, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I can't hear you. So I'll have to drop you off for now and maybe we can um, get you back. You couldn't hear anything off Jim's mic. No. I saw him lighting up, but I can't hear him. Let's try Joshy Boy. Joshy Boy, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, hey. First time calling in. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to make it real brief because um, one thing I did want to talk about more so was creative writing. However, Hmm. I want to talk about character development because I like entertainment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, are y'all familiar with uh, Marvel's What If, that little show that they have probably on Disney Plus? With what? With what? What if? Uh, Marvel's What If. Oh, no. No, I haven't it's seen like, it. It's kind of like alternate universes and stuff like that. Okay. So, Within the Marvel universe or just something totally different? Yeah. Like, take, okay. uh, what if Peggy Carter was Captain America? Something like that. Okay. Hmm. Something, something like that. DC does the same thing, but they do it far better. One of the one of the things I did wanted to bring up was that since everything is politically charged these days, I wanted to uh, run the idea of what if the Black Panther was a white guy, right? Is and he I White this, Panther or still Black Panther? <laughs> He'll still be the Black Panther because okay. Panthers are black, obviously. But yeah. I wanted to come up with a, a scenario, and I thought about this for quite a minute. Let's say that two researchers are, let's say they're from Europe somewhere, right? And they actually entered Wakanda. They've been studying, doing research for like a few months. Uh, Mrs. Researcher is pregnant and is ready to pop, right? And let's say that the new, uh, their baby is born. Now, the question is being thrown around whether he should still be considered an outsider or whether he's a full-blown Wakandan, right? But while that's going on, the main point of this whole thing is the fact that it's about him growing up in Wakanda and how the people there view him rather than him being the right. Black Panther and just beating up bad guys. Okay. So, so it's kind of like some people view him as like, you're never going to be one of us. You're an outsider. You don't belong here. And some people would be like, well, you're born here. You're with us all the time. You hang out with our kids. I consider you Wakandan. But it's about him struggling with his more so not just his identity as a white guy, right? But mm-hmm. also trying to be one of the Wakandans. So he has bullies, he has friends, he um, grows up, learns more about their culture. But he also kind of struggles with you know trying to keep his roots. Uh, I'm not really, I haven't really worked out the specifics of where in Europe these guys are going to be from. But at the end of it, because this is more like a comic book idea than it is like a TV show idea, but at the end of it, uh, he actually does end up proving himself by challenging the current Black Panther and winning in a fight. And people, since he grew up with them, people accepting him as the Black Panther. And he was like, yeah, I'm white and I have my roots here, but I also grew up in Wakanda, so I'm like one of these guys and I'm going to defend my home, basically. So that's kind of the gist of it. What do y'all think about it? So you're saying you're writing this or, or what's, what's it's just an, right. so this is something that you're creating or you're thinking about it's something I'm thinking about actually I, it's, hard for, a, it's hard for me to evaluate because I, I don't know the Black Panther story in depth 
Um, my gut reaction is like, if you mess with the races here, you're going to get wrecked by the by all the wrong people. <laughs> but are you black? That, you can do it if you're black. Yeah, I am. I am black. I am a darkie. Yeah. But um, you can do whatever you want <laughs> then. No, but that's the whole reason why I want to do it is to kind yeah. of a tell a good story and make it interesting, right? Not necessarily make his race his identity, but the struggles of that, right? It plays a role. But B, it kind of goes into my pet peeve with how diverse characters are handled in writing, games, yeah. TV shows, yeah. and movies. I don't think people have a problem with diverse characters. It's just the fact that when you do have them, they often suck. They often that like, or oh, they, they force them like into it. other, other roles. Yeah, yeah, it's like we have to make yeah. this, we have to make to James Bond a chick agenda. or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, like for example, I don't know if you guys heard. They're trying to make a black Superman at some point. Oh yeah, I think it's a TV book. I, I, because there's two reasons why. One, Superman is popular. Two, uh, the left hates Superman because you know traditionally, technically he's a uh, Kryptonian, but he's a white guy, right? If you think about Superman. Yeah. And historically pro-America too. Can't have that. Yeah. They want a character who is instantly popular while also destroying a well-beloved character. They've been doing uh, yeah. that with a lot of DC and Marvel characters as of late, especially in the comic book industry. Yeah. But one of the things that I, what I do and one of the advice that I try to give when it comes to writing is that make your character who they are first and then make everything else second. Right. Hmm. Because one of the things is that, let's say, when you think of Peter Parker, you think of Spider-Man, right? Mm -hmm. or vice versa when you think of spider-man you think peter parker right that's spider-man however if you think of miles morales he's just miles morales i mean yeah he's cool and all that but i really don't care about him because you know i was like oh but he's black is that nigga i'm black oh i'm sorry bro i'm black (laughs) (laughs) you you, you can get away with it yeah bernie gets away with it on this show yeah for real but i'm like i said bro i'm black i mean so what what so the thing is they make either the sex or the, the race or the sexuality the main yep. focal point and that to me that's not interesting yeah one of the things yeah. i often try to advise people is that, look if you want to make race a thing make it play a role right yeah don't just say hey my character is interesting because he's mexican it's like, i don't really care about that right your yeah. character's boring he sucks um <clears throat> or it's like hey my character's a woman and she's awesome it's like, i don't care about that what's interesting about her yeah. Well, in my yeah, when when you're done when you're done with comic books, go into video games, man. You got to save that yeah, industry for real. too. That's that's what I'm you know more oh. familiar with in my younger yeah. years at least, and it's got the same problems. I'm more, yeah, I'm more akin to writing than yeah. I. I will actually write the story because right, I'm really exactly. Good at but that's what video games need too. You know, yeah. it's not just the the graphical components or how well the gameplay works or whatever. This the stories in video games, in my experience have been declining in on, on the same timeline that a lot of uh, comic book story quality, a lot of movie script quality, all of that stuff has been declining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it has, man. I remember back in the, like real quick, um, mm-hmm. the new saints row Bebrew. I don't know if y'all have ever played any saints row games. I've played I the first one. No. Um, basically it's like, um, grand theft auto, except with street games, right? Freaking awesome. Okay. Uh, when the first game, the new reboot basically, they described it as a millennial power fantasy. And the reason why these, okay, these guys are faggots, okay? They're basically what they are. Okay. If you looked at them, he's like, these motherfuckers here are not gang members, all right? They look like they get their asses whooped by high schoolers. But anyway, yeah. They, they're supposed, they started a street gang because they wanted to pay off their student loans. Now, there's two problems with this, okay? One, 
why would you why wouldn't if you are criminal why would you be worried about your student loans yeah that's true yeah. dude why not why not just force them to, to forgive you of that then if you're gonna start a student yeah for real <laughs> head on over to the department of education and you know <laughs> take care of them i guess yeah uh, all right. Well, thank you for the call, man. And uh, I'm glad that someone's got some creative juices flowing in this yeah. uh, particular area of entertainment because God knows we need it. For real. No problem, man. Thanks for calling in, man. Good luck with the project. Thank you. Have a good yeah. night. Okay. Next up, we have, uh, well, we'll try Ratchet Republican again. Ratchet, you there? Ratchet. We're going to try our technical difficult people technically difficult or people with technical difficulties ratchet are you there ratchet. hello hey oh now we got jim eagle all right yes sir what's on your Are my uh, favorite dingers <laughs> that's the thing right uh if people don't remember the jim eagle reference that's a classic biden moment man they make jim crow look like jim eagle Jim eagle which is something he uh, planned to say and still doesn't make any sense yeah i still <laughs> I think we tried to figure it out last time you called, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Oh, I'm just calling in. Uh, yeah. Wish, wish me luck, guys. Uh, I actually uh, shot my shot to Brittany Venti this morning on Hinge. Stumbled across her. <laughs> you shot your what? I shot my shot. <laughs> so Brit- Brittany Venti is searching. That's what you're saying. Uh, actually, it turns out I'm pretty sure she she's searching for pickup artists. And she's oh. out. Oh. Yeah, is this a play? It, I love Brittany Venti. She's always got something up her sleeve, you know? She had yeah. a hilarious uh, video clip that my wife and I saw on Twitter the other night. It was about 10 seconds, and it was just her saying something like, let's be honest, it doesn't really make sense for women to go to therapy, to go to therapy because you're going to be mentally ill anyway. You're a woman. <laughs> Who are you kidding? That's, that's that was not, it. I just really like her. Yeah, uh, we've only talked to her the one time uh, when we went on her stream, and that was fun. I we did it. talk to her that yeah. one time. You know, I think that she'd be able to handle Nick Fuentes. Hmm. Like, Sydney just couldn't handle it. She was getting so irate. It's like, you just got to accept that he's a shitlord, and he's going to rub you the wrong way about, about chicks. I'm like, stop trying to defend women. We're indefensible. <laughs> just stop. I think Brittany can handle it. Well, okay, so back to your, uh, I wish you luck. In whatever oh, yeah. your Britney pursuits may be. Um, yeah, I actually dropped my uh, my new favorite pickup line, which is, uh, uh, hey, girl, is your last name Pfizer? Because you just gave me a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> God, I hate you. Wait, is she trolling for D or what's the catch here? Uh, she's I think she's just trying to uh, roast pickup artists. So what is okay. she like put an ad out? I don't understand. Does she make video know, content out of that or what? Ad. I just found her profile and I, I sent her on a, what on hinge is, is hinge like tender? I actually don't yeah, know like, what hinge like is tender, either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a new, it's the new tender. Do you have to be in the same area or is it just, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could change it. You can change your, uh, your, so location. you're, you're somewhere close to her geographically then. So she's in New York, yeah. right? No, I think she's in Dallas now. Well, oh, she left. Oh, yeah. So, but you're yeah, sure it's her. Like it's not story. someone who's just like stealing her picture or something. No, I was, I actually, uh, kind of watched one of her, um, her latest videos and this is what she's doing. And yeah, she's looking for dudes in 
and and uh, on Tinder in the Dallas area and, and trying to find some uh, pickup artists. But is it so for the purposes of making mm-hmm. videos and content, or is it for the purpose yeah. of actually finding somebody? Oh no, I think it's just for her to oh. roast these days. So you well, just I hope you... she finds love if she hasn't already found it. Y'all could uh, uh, lobby for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I haven't actually spoken with her since we went on her stream, which is probably a year plus ago. So, yeah. so not that I don't have your back, but I think it might be kind of weird if I just said, "Hey, this guy." <laughs> no, you get you random really, guy uh, that calls he, into our show. Yeah, he had a couple of Jim good Eagle. calls. I really want to racist. He makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> he really wants really. to slip it to you because of your sweater puppies or whatever. I think <laughs> no, that would work. No, 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 it's her personality. Uh, she also has giant boobs. Are we not going to talk about that? No, she is. She is cool, and she is what? funny though, for sure. Yeah, she's cool yeah. and funny and has a tiny yes. waist and giant boobs. Also, her eyes are really far apart. She, she does? She's got that That's going for her. Yeah. 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 I'm after those wide open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> Skag too. It's it's weird, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I want to all say. All right. Well, I'll Godspeed. Uh, I'll yeah. Appreciate Thanks, man. I need it. I need uh, it. <laughs> Ratchet Republican, you there? <laughs> I still can't hear him. I'm going to let him hang out just in case he's able to chime in. Um, Ratchet, if you're able to hear me, your mic is showing up as muted. So maybe something you can get get figured out. Uh, Joe Cal is up next. Joe Cal, you there? I am. What's on your mind? Uh, well, how are you guys doing this evening? Forgive me. I don't watch the show. <laughs> you and everybody else. Uh, we are well. How, how are you? I'm doing great. So I thought I would uh, sack you back mm. to a previous call I made that was on the spicier side uh, about race mixing. I can't okay. remember, but what was the to- what's what was the topic then, or what are you what are you circling back to now? Uh, I wonder how important it is truly to people um, to, for the most part, stick to their own race. Like how important it is generally to people, or is this some question you actually have about yourself? No, and not there's myself. like some Asian girl that you're into, but you don't know if you can. No, 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 okay. no, uh, no, the, it's, it's, um, well, for one, it's I think just preferentially, you know, you'd want you'd want your own kid to look more like you. I I think that's generally how people feel. Um yeah. but then the other side of it was um it's there is apparent evidence that suggests um the more mix, the more potential for risk <laughs> like, you know, you risk health problems. Hmm. You can't get organ transplants so easily. There's identity um, stuff. Yes, that was the other part. Yes. So that brings me into my next issue. You guys brought up the Colin Kaepernick ice cream, I believe. I don't think we've talked ab- about it, but I, I'm generally aware. Uh, yeah, it's some Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah. Right? So, but I've got a buddy what? on here. Ben and Jerry's yeah, gave Colin Kaepernick some ice cream, uh, a racial like justice, non-dairy ice cream of some kind. Mulatto yeah. jam or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I have no idea what it the might name be. was. I think it's called, uh, well, I'll look it up. It was something about, it's like world, world, but it was W-H-I-R-L oh, apostrophe D. He's half black and half white, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did he end up looking like an Arab Jew? Yeah, he totally looks like iranian or something like he's that. he's an ugly bastard you know <laughs> he you, you can really go wrong you can look like lenny kravitz kravitz or you can look like colin kaepernick it's change the world and it's w-h-i-r-l-e oh, i like mulatto jam better but whatever and it's non-dairy okay uh, caramel <sighs> non-dairy fudge chips graham cracker swirls chocolate yeah. cookie swirls fudge chips is right <laughs> what a douche sure <laughs> okay, so so how what how does Colin Kaepernick relate to the what we're well with the, for with him he, he's you know he's really a, he's a black guy you know he's a hundred percent black and even in living, his own mind or no it no just literally no like, he's half he's white not, well he yeah he yeah. is half white no 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 not Colin Kaepernick I'm talking oh. about my buddy oh, the okay. identity crisis. So ah, okay. and and he lives in a fairly Afrocentric area, uh-huh. and he's he's just he looks at that and looks outwardly and is like, why are we trying to out black each other? Hmm. That's what people? he, yeah, yeah. He he looks at that as trying to out black other black people. Well, why is he having an identity crisis? Well, because I there are discussions among people who you know, want almost like a full ethno state. So he's thinking, okay, well, I'm going to be more likely to fit in in London than I am going back to Africa. They're not going to accept me over there. You know, it's not going to happen. So like, where do I fit in? How do we fit in? And even though he's full black, you know, and, and I ask his sisters like, or I asked him if he's asked his sisters or knows, how do they feel when they see a black guy with a white guy? They get pissed. Yeah. You mean just like a, just friends hanging out? No, like even... relationships. Like a black girl or a black yeah. guy oh, okay. with a you white get, girl. Like a black a guy interracial dating. dating. Okay, yeah. Yes, they get mad. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And yet all over on ads and in the media, it's nothing but like mixed couples, like hardcore, you know, white and black. And it's just yeah, like... Yeah. The, how, how often do I see this? Why is this now the thing I see right. all the time? I don't see this everywhere. And it, yeah, I don't think it's helpful. And I, I know that it's, it's statistically not that big yet, but these issues, you know, they compound on each other because any side that does any breeding, whether they're married or not, and they, you know, if they get divorced, that number conflates and doubles on each side. So, you know, right. when, when do we have to put, like, when do we tow the line? And well, I, I know that's we a can't, touchy we question. We can't tow the line, though. I mean, the people that got the worst deal are American Blacks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, their I quality agree. of life is way better than it would be in Africa. So in many ways, slavery has been highly, highly beneficial to them. However, they are in an identity crisis because the Black community wants to reject uh, whiteness. And they're tribalistic, but if they went back to Africa, they would be an average 15 IQ points higher and they'd be viewed as like the, as like white people. They, they wouldn't just be able to, um, yeah. to join African communities 
Also, no, they, they shouldn't have to move to that. Africa. Africa fucking sucks. They're Americans. Um, so this this thing about uh, homogenous communities uh, that people do on the dissident right, uh, it's never going to happen because we do have a, for better or worse, we have a multicultural society and and black people that have lived their entire lives, we can't expect them to go back to these horrible, horrible third world nations. So No, I agree. I don't know. If I were like a smart black person, I would just... Uh, have all white friends i'd just be like the token and you'd I'd be, be the urkel although yeah. he, he didn't have all white friends but you know the the yeah. urkel trope the urkel stereotype well i yeah. guess anyway that, that's okay, totally what enough. i would do just yeah. be token uh, i guess my final my yeah I'll wrap go for this it. up really quick is uh it then you have to get to thinking um we know it it's not the right way but i don't think the push for the breeding is the solution to, you know, uh, racial transgressions among each other. Like, I don't, I don't know what the I fail to see how it helps it at all. Yeah. If it, uh, yeah, yeah. they're going to end up in a higher divorce rate, it's just going to create more disunity amongst the races. No, I understand. Yep. So, well, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate thank it. you guys. You have, have a good night. night. And ratchet Republican, if you're able to hear me, go ahead and chime in whenever. Um, next up, haven't heard from her for a minute. Always love to hear her voice. Miss Malevolent, you there? <gasps> no. We'll let her oh, hang no. out as well. Because I, I certainly want to hear what she has to say. Um, let's see. Red Falcor is up after that. We are due for a break. So let's go ahead and take care of the break. And you guys hanging out in the call room, go ahead and chime in whenever if you're able to. We can't hear you at the moment, but. Perhaps um, you can get that figured out. Only one over here. Internet guy. Blonde, if you're sick with the coof, can AIU fill in on the Sunday show? I'm fine. I've already been infected with the coof, so I'm good. Mm. Uh, Raggle Fraggle on Tippy Stream says, uh, hey, I forgot to ask Blonde if she had any comments about Nick Fuentes uh, on You Are Here. So that would be the the show that you were talking about with uh, Sydney Watson, right? I didn't see the whole segment. I just saw um, some memes and some video clips of Sidney Watson being like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you got to expect when you're talking to Nick Fuentes that he's going to like, he's going to troll you. That's what he's really good at. Hmm. So you can't be uh, sensitive about your gender. Also quick woman question. What's the best way to handle their insecurities? And we also went to Maui. Highly recommend it. Have a great show guys. What's the best way for women to handle their insecurities or what's the best way for men to handle women's insecurities? I think that's what he means is for a husband to comfort female insecurities. That's how I interpret it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to answer that because my husband doesn't coddle me at all and it really pisses me off. (laughs) Uh, Nor do I. I know that um, I'm fully aware and I, you know, I try to improve, but it's never going to be fully satisfactory. Women need verbal affirmation so much more than men in fact men shy away from it if my if even my wife gives me verbal affirmation i'm like (laughs) it's just it's not part of like who who men are i think yeah um even if you get a compliment for me it's like downplay that sort of yeah yeah. or even deny it but for women it's at least for my wife i should say and for a lot of women in my experience it's mandatory it's necessary it's something they need frequently and and it's su- such yeah. an odd concept for me because it's like i put the ring on the finger you got the baby like, how much more affirmation do you need 
No, you, like once a week, <laughs> I need my husband to tell me that I'm a good mom or I'll like go to sleep. That's angry. the line. Yeah. And, and you're, I, you're a good mom, man. But I don't say it. The thing for me, too, is like I want those words to mean something. I don't want to throw things around loosely and cheaply. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Just do what but, we need. And who cares if it's real? It doesn't matter. When there was a moment when she was being a good mom, I said, you're a good mom. And, uh, you know, and she cried. I don't not in front of me. There might have been some waterworks later. But good mom. There you go, Raggle Fraggle. Yeah. That's probably the affirmation is uh I well yeah. uh, j- comments about the confidence in the future motherhood. Mm-hmm. There's your Yes. Also, yeah. your vagina doesn't look different at all. <laughs> all That's right. The good, one. good luck, man. Mm. Uh I think we're good on D Live as well. Yeah, we are. Okay, let's get back into the calls. We'll go till the bottom of the hour with those. Uh I'm gonna let Malevolent, uh, Miss Malevolent and, and Ratchet Republican hang out just in case they're able to chime in. Um, or maybe actually, you know what? I'll put you guys in the tech problems room and maybe dangerous spaces can help sort you out. I'm, I'm sorry that we're not able to hear you, but Civil War Radio, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you all hear me? Yes, hey, sir. Yeah. What's on your mind? Okay. Um, I've been meaning to call you all for a while about this. Do you remember covering the topic briefly of humanized mice as far as the vaccine shit goes? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so it was briefly mentioned that they have, you know, the human receptors and stuff. I just wanted to mention to y'all how they actually make those. Yeah. And you can, there's government documents about this. This is not some crazy conspiracy stuff. They actually use stem cells from aborted fetal tissue by, by the FDA. Uh, but by the government from abortion clinics, quote, fresh, never frozen. And, so w- uh, just so I understand the relationship, the government does what? Do they purchase them from, say, Planned Parenthood or whoever? How yeah, are they acquired? So when, uh, they abort the fetus. Uh, and this has been documented on several occasions. They caught them a few years ago. They also caught it in the 80s selling fetal tissue to the Chinese. Um but they sell aborted fetal tissue just because uh, it, it'll have all the stem cells and stuff in it because that fetus is still developing. Yeah. So absolutely rife with them. So they, they buy, uh, there's actually, I went to the March for Life in Texas a few years ago, and there was a state senators there who said that he watched about eight hours of footage of Planned Parenthood employees ripping apart the fetuses and putting the parts into bags labeled. Uh, with what they what exactly they were selling Oof. so they sell by the part by the load and uh got it itemized so anyway, it's they, a whole inventory man it's like oh uh, yeah this is price check you got them stocked in certain shelves all that it is a very lucrative uh business selling fetal tissue so Oof. they sell it to the fda so your tax dollars are not only funding abortion uh but buying the results and God. so they, they take the stem cells out of these and inject them into uh, the pregnant mice. And these stem cells interact with the mice similarly to how they do in humans. So they develop partially with human DNA. And oh. that's how they get these um, cell receptors in them yeah. is because they are actually part human DNA. And these are the sorts of mice that that were used at at, among many places, but the Wuhan lab and the specific testing of various coronaviruses that Dr. Fauci 
denies. So this was at the th- these humanized mice were at the heart of the debate of what counts as gain of function research. The fight between right. Rand Paul, Dr. Fauci and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> not only were they uh, experiment, the, this whole experiment is possible because of <laughs> uh, abortion. I didn't know um, that. So th- thanks for connecting they, the dots. Man, they started uh... doing this in the 60s, coincidentally, also when they started pushing abortion. So you wonder, and, um, uh, I wonder how much of, I, I don't doubt that a lot of the, the pro-abortion activists are pure and sincere in that they, they genuinely believe in, in a woman's so-called right to terminate her kid. But I wonder mm-hmm. what percentage of the activism is actually a, a well, of course, Planned Parenthood itself is a business interest, but specifically this business interest. How many lesser seen business interests are actually behind the abortion lobby? I wonder yeah. I wonder how much money is really being made in that way. Uh, I since it's been going on so long, I, I would imagine billions. Um, oh, there was my gosh. There was an interesting thing that Alex Jones talked about on the Rogan podcast those years ago. He was saying that they mm. were doing this with like pigs and sheep. And I didn't believe him at the time. But, but he was right. See, seeing as they've been doing this with mice for 60 years, I find yeah. it hard to believe they haven't upped the ante for six decades. This is the government we're talking about. I don't mm-hmm. think they stopped at mice. Yeah. Uh, he, I, he may have been right on that one. Hmm. Uh, there's no proof for it. That's just um, conjecture, but I think it's pretty likely. And hmm. we're, we're never going to know about it. I mean, People already don't know about humanized mice, and you can Google that term and verify multiple articles. Everything I just told you—it's not hard. Yeah, I'll have uh, to look into it. People just don't want you to know about it. Yeah, I, um, I hadn't heard this angle on how they actually uh, "quote unquote" humanize them. So that's something mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll look into. Um, any final thoughts know. before we let you go? <clears throat> everything the government pushes is for an ulterior motive and as soon as you realize that everything will become clear that's what this <laughs> made me realize every uh, yeah. single issue is for the government's profit yeah yeah assume the opposite is a gen- generally a good rule <laughs> coming from national media and especially the federal government these days i would say all right um, well well appreciate it yeah thanks for the call man i, I appreciate the info as the um, abortion uh, debate has kind of buying media hold for on. quite a while, mm-hmm. a lot of media. Hold on, everybody, shut up! I joined the wrong room. Run by a <laughs> yep. What is going on here? Uh, hold on. Wait. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I discord just behaved very oddly, but now I have mm. it. Uh, now I have it back. I accidentally joined one of the lobbies there. One of the waiting oh, rooms and everybody, and everybody was chatting. Everybody's just chatting and for, you know, saying God knows what. So I was like, <laughs> Ooh, this is some Susan bait. I had to get the hell out of there. But, but discord made it all confusing for how to get the hell out of there. Either that, or I've become a, a boomer overnight, which is also entirely possible. possible. But what I wanted to um, talk about as the, as the, um, Abortion debate stuff has has been kind of renewed by this this case before the Supreme Court. When I'm strolling or scrolling various uh, comment sections or Twitter uh, threads to try to see what people are saying about this thing, a lot of um, anti-abortion people will will commonly show pictures of what uh, an abortion looks like. You know what the actual yeah. chopped up parts look like. You see that all the time. And it's horrific, obviously. But I've noticed a trend for the the pro-abortion people. 
saying, uh, no, it actually looks like this. And they, they show a picture of what looks like, you know, a smashed up tomato or something like that. But their point is that that that's insignificant. It's fine because it looks like a blob of bloody tissue. I just thought that was such a bizarre argument to make. Well, it, look, it's just a chunk of it's just a hunk of flesh. So it's fine. It's all I don't this know. This conversation, I, I don't know. Since I had a kid, I find it so much more upsetting. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's. It, but I can't think, tolerate it. Like, I, I can't even talk about abortion anymore. I just like I, I just. Well, certainly when it, it when it, when you think about it in the context of a specific human being and, and it, it's not that. For. for I don't think that it should change. I think it should, there should be some more moral clarity on it for anybody before you have to, before your specific uh, kid changes your mind. But inevitably I think that, that your specific kid is going to, to put those thoughts into your head and you wonder, it's like, uh, you're telling me there are no moral implications if we had just decided to delete him um, yeah. X amount of months into his development. Yeah. If, if, if his life never existed and he was just one of those blobs Outside of his mother, the, the, there's no moral implications for that, that that the value of life is is literally just mom's determination of whether it has value or not. If mom decides it has value, then it does. If she decides it doesn't, then it doesn't. Bizarre. Anyway. Red Falcor. Hi. Red Falcor, are you there? I can't hear him, can you? Mm-mm. We're having hey some. Oh, there ah. we go. Man, I was letting the cat out of my room right as I was brought in. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, our uh, fearless moderator, Dangerous Spaces, sends his apologies for all the technical issues which you may or may not have noticed going on in the background. And I, uh, I assume it's got to be Discord because if, he's, if he's letting people through, he can hear them, obviously. So I don't know. but He hears I- them on occasion and then they disappear again but they're all on mobile yeah once again a great opportunity to remind everyone mobile kind of works if you have a laptop or a desktop use that to call in because that will work much better right and uh, discord just changed something i guess so so even if you try to open up the help menu it will boot you from all rooms and restart the app Mm -hmm. if you just open up help not even updates or anything um, that's all you have to do. So it's been a yeah. little nuts, but it's, it, he, you know, he's doing the best he can. You know, it is discord. It is, it is mobile. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he's always, uh, he's always working hard for us. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what's on your mind, man? Well, I actually, um, had a very, uh, hopefully this is a very relevant question. Uh, not political, I guess, but, uh, I really want to start, uh, doing more, like um, vlogging, I guess, hmm. YouTubing or, you know, YouTube, I'm sure, isn't long for, for this market. I know you guys are very diversified and that's good. But I'm, I'm wondering, too, back when you had your um, uh, jobs, uh, how did you find the time and energy? to wow. make videos and do other, do other things besides your job? I assume that that they were very consuming and that, you know, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't have a lot of energy at the, at the end of the day to be like, okay, now I'm going to make a well thought out, uh, video essay. Um, so I'm just wondering how you uh, did that, how you balance that. Uh, so much time theft at work, like 
a shocking amount of time that and then it was a job actually pretty much every job i've ever had it's like i will do the bare minimum that i have to do to not get fired that's it that's all i'm doing uh because I, uh, fuck you the man or whatever I, I was in that spot too but you for me um the content i was making was drastically different when i was okay. pure hobby youtubing and i had a day job what i was doing was just making quick edits of the material i was getting naturally by playing video games with my friends in the off hours anyway yeah so the it's just it's just having for me it was just having a recording going of everything we were doing while playing games and then if something when something funny or interesting happened uh, spend an hour or two tops cutting that up and posting it so it's it, it just was a totally different world like if I was trying to make the stuff that I'm making now and working a full-time job doing something else, it wouldn't happen at the pace or the regularity that it does now, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. So it's, it's hard for me to say, it depends what kind of content you want to make. Are, are you talking about making, like you said, like thought out video essays, or are you talking about making something a little more casual? Well, I suppose it would be, uh, as casual as it's needed to be. But I'm also cu curious for you, Matt, how you, um, w what was the flashpoint for you? What was the transition point where you're like, okay, these are uh, making enough money that I can actually leave my job or go part-time or what see, was that's the, the thing is it wasn't a flashpoint of YouTube. It was a flashpoint of my job sucking. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I had a little bit of money saved up and I had this very modest YouTube channel and it was a source of some income on the side. But I thought, well, what if I put my full energy into it? Yeah. And really and then tried. we had to make the decision together. Right. Also. So we when we took the leap, I mean, I didn't actually this was not financially feasible for me without supplementing my cost of living with money that I'd saved up for my old job until probably a year to a year and a half. Mm -hmm. into After, actually doing yeah. it so it took a long time to become <laughs> sustainable in that way um so there there was no youtube flashpoint it was just uh i can't do my day job anymore flashpoint that's what it was or i'm gonna kill myself yeah I mean, and that, that's how i was too and then i also i had bought my condo in seattle with my finance money and then when i decided i wanted to do youtube i was like i was dating my husband and i was like so how about I move into your way better apartment and I sell my condo and just use that condo money while I bridge the gap here. And he was kind of like, Ugh, and I was like, I'm going to do that. And then it ended up being a horrible <laughs> mistake. We never should have moved in together before getting married. However, that's how I financed my operation. Hmm. Well, it's, it's weird when you hear people say that because I know that uh, both of you did that because of the circumstances that you were in, but it yeah. appears to have worked out for uh, both of you. And so how do you, it has, but I would never advise it. I would never the, advise it. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Well, number you, one, do you want to go first? Go for it. It's bad for relationships because men are like, well, I'm already getting everything out of a marriage oh. that I would want anyway. And I don't have to. Are we talking to living together? Or are we talking YouTube? I was totally uh, confused. Oh, I was talking both. living together. I, yeah. What were you I talking about? Them. Were you asking about, it worked out for both of us. Were you asking about living together uh, with your future spouse? Or were you asking about taking the leap to try to do a full-time YouTube thing? Uh, both simultaneously, which I know made oh. that very confusing. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
yeah i mean i just don't think that people should be living together before they get married but i did and it did work out but it did not benefit our relationship you want to have your separate spaces so there's not so much pressure on like getting to know each other and everything like that and then why would a dude even bother to get married to you Um, so so it it sounds like both of you saved up uh, back to the youtube thing it kind of sounds like both of you in in your own ways had saved up so so aggressively and uh lived so lean that you were able to survive uh, in in Matt's case, an 18 month transition period. Yeah. I mean, I was was, mooching off of my husband. Yeah. And, and of course I was making money from YouTube during that time, but the question is how much. And so you're, what you're doing is you're starting really low and supplementing a lot. And then as, as the time goes, and if you're building the project, you're making more and supplementing less, but yeah, it, 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 uh, I, I, to, to build what I have now, I effectively drained my savings to, to zero almost I mean, by the time i paid the irs when you're self-employed man they wiped me out that first yeah. spring i was like jesus holy cow holy cow another yeah. reason you don't want to be self-employed you got to get uh you got to get a, a tax lawyer guy to set up the right corporate business oh, structure for you shocking it was actually shocking yeah but but to your question about why i wouldn't advise it um number one because it it's uh it's the likelihood of having it be a sustainable income is very very low yeah. uh, it's not impossible but i i would not count on it I, I would put the probability of of success much lower than probably pursuing a more traditional professional path and i don't say that obviously i'm not talking about you specifically i'm talking about anybody right but the other factor that's that's difficult at the time that blonde <laughs> and i did this youtube was much more wide open and maybe we'll get there again but what i mean is Anybody who made truly great material that people or wanted to was watch a chick. or or was a chick uh, or got a chick to co-host a show with them, you know, whatever. Um, you could be successful back then. It's not that way anymore. You could really like a good material could rock it on its own merit. So it was it was kind of exciting. It's like if you had something, if you captured a little spark, you could really grow you it. Could fast. really do, my first video of me just sitting on my bed, like my laptop's moving around and stuff because it's actually on my lap using the audio fo- from my my MacBook, my like 2009 MacBook. That video has 500,000 views. To date, I have never been able to replicate that because it was just this perfect time to release a video like that. Yeah, and that I mean, that entire sphere where people are just like talking in their rooms—it's not like that. Things are much more curated now. Yeah, it's it's very hard to. Uh, it's almost impossible to catch an algorithmic wave on YouTube. To if you make the greatest video that would have crushed in 2016. It doesn't matter. It's going to be buried yeah. because it won't, you won't show up in search results and you won't get any kind of organic promotion. Yeah. Old YouTube just saw, Hey, this video is kind of catching fire. A lot of people commenting, a lot of people rating. We should probably promote this more because people seem to mm-hmm. like it. That, that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, man. Anyway, that's a long so way. Fun. It's a long way of saying perhaps that'll come back in the future, but just be advised if you're starting now and expecting some kind of like uh you know, uh, rocket pace growth. It's just, it's not, it's not really happening anymore. And the market's really stale too. Like I don't listen to anybody's videos anymore. I listen to legal man on I on iTunes. And outside of that, it's like computing forever on bitch shoot. I still watch your videos and black pigeon speaks. And then that's it. That's like, I, I used to spend like six hours a day listening to live streams hmm. on YouTube. And it's just not like that anymore. 
Right, everybody has their own uh, niche now, and it's kind of like the uh, st st streaming services, where it's like, you know, are you uh, are you a Hulu person or like a Disney Plus person, yeah. or are you on Netflix yeah. or whatever? But or some. But the some subject matter is really is really played out too, and so it's like it's so rare that I hear somebody where I'm like, wow, that is a new idea or like a new mm. solution to the way that we need to be dealing with current problems. Um, it, it just feels like it's just so burned out. Like mm. the YouTube of now is like going to your high school reunion and seeing that chick that used to be really hot, but she's all fat and drunk and stuff. That's how YouTube is now. It's like sad. It used to be really fun, but that's over. Since, since I feel like we've given you a lot of discouragement. Um, the one thing I want to say for <laughs> encouragement is that regardless of whether YouTube's going to promote you or not, or maybe there's a better uh, platform on the horizon. Yeah. For me and for us, um, I, I still do this because I enjoy doing it for its own sake. I think it's fun. I like, I just, I, I enjoy the process. And if that's you, if you start making material and you enjoy the process from start to finish, however, your, whatever your process is for making the material that you like, if you enjoy it, whether 10 people watch it or 10,000 or 10 million, um, that's really all that matters. Because if you get into it seriously, it's going to become work. It's going to become. Or if it's catharsis for you. Yeah. So, right. So, and and I, yeah, so for me, I, I, in this age, I've just learned not to, to, I, I don't, I don't allow myself to be motivated, encouraged or discouraged by numbers. It's like, they are what they are. I know Susan has a thumb on the scale. That's okay. And I enjoy yeah. making the material. So I'm just going to keep doing it. If that's the experience that you have, absolutely have at it. Um, you should enjoy it for its own sake. And if you do keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys for, uh, crushing my spirit and uh, <laughs> attempting to attempting to put it back together but there's it. no there's no there's no problem with trying <laughs> i remember having a call with my mom where i i said um uh, my my work situation has become untenable and i'm not going to do this job anymore and i'm going to try to full-time youtube and i know that sounds really stupid but uh i got a plan i'm gonna, I'm gonna try it what'd she say my mom supported me because she's a good mom yeah but you also have like a good track record <laughs> of being a responsible kid uh, yeah, but you know, it's a risk I took and I was able to take because I know I, the worst shame I could have had was, you know, moving in with my parents cause I ran out of money or something like that, eh, but yeah. that'd be fine. Anyway. Um, thank All you, man. Right. And, and good luck and Merry Christmas and, and happy new year. Yeah. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. You too. Let's try Miss Malevolent again. Miss Malevolent. You there? No. Yes. I heard. Hey, there we go. I'm so glad to talk to you. Hello, lovely lady. How are you? Good. How have you been? It's been so long. I think it's, have we not talked for like a year? No, it's not been that long, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. A little bit. Always love uh, to hear your voice. Yeah. What's I going know. on? Thank you. I love hearing you guys. Of course, I always check in on you. Even if I'm unable to call in, I, I like to hear from you guys and get your perspectives. Uh, especially after, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, I really wanted to hear from you guys. Isn't it great to know. see him? Yeah. We mentioned him earlier, but just to see him um, doing his media rounds and just ha just able to smile authentically and, and to see and him be, laugh. Be like about, a kid and laugh and everything. And I appreciate oh, yeah, him. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he uh, he seems like a really genuine, good, you know, kid. Like Yeah. Yeah, just a, just a normal kid. He says, yeah. you know, cheeky things like a teenager would, and he, he seems a bit quick witted too. Like yeah. he'll, he'll quickly uh, make a joke, and I'm like, oh, okay. And mm -hmm. you know, it's just like 
you know, people forget that that's a real human being. Yeah. Uh, he becomes this, like, this thing for the left and the right to pour everything that they want into it. Like this, that's true. this metaphor for whatever it is. And it's like, people forget that's actually a, a human being who's, yeah. you know, having a human experience. And, uh, the one thing he said that, that I- I, I thought was really funny was uh, he mentioned he had to to bite his, the inside of his cheek throughout the trial mm-hmm. to stop himself from any sort of laughing and 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 that mm-hmm. was pretty interesting because I'm thinking what an what an incredible job he did by not allowing Binger to get him angry and, yeah. and yelling mm-hmm. or anything like that but the other side of it I never thought yeah there was a lot of hilarious <clears throat> shit in that trial that I'm laughing at from my desk. A thousand miles away, but he's there, and if he laughs at these people in that courtroom, oh, it's over. Yeah, that's a bad look for him too. Mm-hmm. So that was another area of <clears throat> discipline he had to be mindful of that I hadn't even thought of. Well, yeah, um, when my uncle was, um, uh, sometimes he would ask me to come in and be in the gallery, and when he was trying cases, ah. and uh, yeah, some sometimes the defense attorneys sometimes. You know, the defense, because he was a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the um, they would just get into some Laurel and Hardy antics. And you would see the judge, you know, the judge was like, sit down, Mr. So-and-so. And I would sit in the gallery like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying not to crack up laughing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they would, ye- they would yell at somebody. They'd do something stupid, you know, like Binger was, and, and that Sour Kraus and Little Binger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know they were pathetic. Like, oh, uh, I know. You know that kid. He had more decorum than I had would have had because I, I was know, sitting I there know. watching it, and I was just like screaming, like this is me absolutely too. ridiculous. It yeah, was surprising because even though I I knew from the beginning it was self defense and I he seemed like a likable guy. Even I underestimated him. Like he was so calm yes. and collected through all this, and I've been so impressed with him and especially his interview with Tucker. It was just like. He yes. was per, per appropriately coached, you know, answers didn't yes. seem fake, but I could tell he wasn't going to get himself into any further legal issues because I know he's gearing up to sue a multitude of people. Oh, please, please make it happen. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. I need him to sue people into the absolute dirt. Oh, I know. That's what I want. It's not it's not going to be good enough for me. I mean, it's it. Let's just say this. I was. So pleased that he was uh, found innocent of those. I assume BS you watched charges. the. Um, I assume yeah. you watched the verdict live. I sure did. I, how I, how I, nervous I was, were I you? I was one of those weirdos. Or were you confident? Look, I was completely nervous hmm. because you're you're not just dealing with what's in the courtroom. You're dealing with the whole of media. Yeah, yeah. and they're lying. Mm-hmm. Corporate media tried their best to. They were angry that this kid survived and that this kid was going to fight. And that's, that's, that's their problem. If he had died, he would have been one of a dozen other people that they don't talk about that died during those riots. Yeah. Now, there were like two, three dozen people that died. Mm-hmm. People yeah. raped, people killed. You don't hear them. Maybe you hear David Dorn. Right, right, but, but you don't. The rest of them get beat right. within an inch of their life. They're 
their vegetables because they've been kicked in the head or whatever. You don't hear about them. You Only about one foot, criminals. though. Just one. Just that one. That doesn't count. Yeah. We've also you know, kicked so... in the head a little bit. I mean, just a little <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just everyone, you know, everyone gets stabbed. Everyone gets <laughs> kicked in the head just a little bit. I mean, God, you know, I, I, I couldn't deal. believe Take that. Everyone takes a beating sometimes. It's like, you look like you needed more beatings then. I don't think that you've endured much hardship, dude. Yeah, (laughs) you know, they were an absolute travesty. And it was Mm -hmm. just disgusting. I was Uh, like, I'm glad my uncle isn't here anymore on this earth to see what a sham prosecution yeah exactly i mean i was so relieved it was november 19th i remember um Mm -hmm. i was so relieved but at the same time afterwards i was like why did this ever even go to trial like why why was this such a close call for everybody and i'm happy that we got by on the skin of our teeth but like fuck like did it have to be this close did it have to be this whole thing absolute travesty and it just shows that now it's not about justice anymore. It's about political prosecution. 100%. Well, we knew that with Michael right Brown. I mean, that's this, absolute ridiculous. Yeah, the legal I, system started unraveling a long time ago. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just glad that the correct outcome happened. It shouldn't have ever gone to trial. Yeah. I'm glad the judge held firm. I'm glad the jury didn't allow themselves to be intimidated. We have to give them credit. Hell yeah, they did a great That's job. the guy who I want to talk to. As much as I uh, ap- appreciate these Kyle interviews, and I'd love the opportunity to talk to Kyle too, but I want to talk to Judge Schrader. I want to yeah, have yeah, the grandpa really. hour with Judge Schrader. Absolutely. I'm sure I want to talk never to the jury that, that went home with the jury instruction. Uh, yeah, as, as far as I, I know, no to. jurors have done any kind of interviews, have they? They've all I been mean, quiet. Would you? Yeah, I definitely, I'd get some yeah. plastic surgery, I'd change I my name. True. I'd move to Brazil or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. we got to give you the boot. It was so nice to talk to you. It was so nice talking to you. Hey, prayers for you and your family. Uh, you know, keep up the great work. Uh, hopefully you all can get a Kyle interview. You know, <laughs> It'd be nice. Maybe. Yeah. Was, we'll wait until know. he does all the A-list rounds. And then yeah. in like three months, <laughs> we'll be like, hey, Kyle. Maybe Kyle will call in someday. I'll cross my fingers. <laughs> Who knows? Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> All right, all right. Take care. Yeah. Merry Bye. Christmas. Happy New Year. All the best to you and yours Merry as well. Merry Christmas Thanks to you. Bye. Okay. We'll Aww. take one more. Are we, uh, what's our, how many um, email questions we have tonight? It's pretty standard. Oh, not that many actually. Shorter than recently. One, so, all right. One, two. Okay. One more. Uh, yeah. Last call. We'll go to Ratchzo. Ratchzo, you there? Hey, how's it going? Doing hey. all right. What's on your mind? Uh, well, a number of things. Uh, y'all mentioned uh, Hawaii earlier. Mm-hmm. What was Sucking. that about? Are you, trying, are you trying to go there for vacation or something? No. no. Uh, Raggle Fraggle just got, uh, the caller just got uh, back from a honeymoon there. And mm-hmm. my wife and I had wanted to go there for our honeymoon when we got married. But that was October of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in 2020. And so it just, it was impossible at the time. You basically couldn't even go. So we were curious about the process because we we yeah. never really we had a we had a perfectly fine honeymoon. It was in Montana, um, but the the big trip that you want to take to a faraway place never happened for us because it really couldn't right. happen. So yeah. Oh, he's right. I I would agree with uh, probably go to Maui or Kauai or whatever, not mm-hmm. Oahu, which is like the main. You got like Waikiki and like Honolulu area because I, I was stationed here for three years and uh, ah. 
it's like cool if you're an outdoorsy type person like there's a lot of hikes and beaches and snorkeling and stuff yeah but if you i mean every city is the same right yeah homeless people pantsless walking around dirty yeah <laughs> so i want right. to go to oahu yeah okay uh, you just want to talk Hawaii or is there anything else in your mind? Uh, well, I, I tried to make a list here, kind of like bounce from thing to thing. How about yeah, yeah. some white pills for Christmas? Okay. Sure. Right, so like uh, while I was here, I met consistently like twice at a dive bar. Uh, very cute Christian girls. Like you Lucky know, you. At dive bar, you say? Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's like the one uh, oldest. Sh- it's a very shitty bar, but I love it. It's like a Smith's Union bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could see the bathroom from the entrance and i don't know it's just really shitty but it's always a good time there uh but yeah it was well, just wait. like right, yeah so, so you met these girls what happened uh well like dated one uh for a little bit but nothing happened obviously i'm not happy okay. married and then the other one i don't know just met inside and yeah same thing went on like one or two dates but you're happily nothing married caught. now you said no 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 i said i'm oh. not happily married with them so oh, nothing okay. happened i oh, see gotcha. okay so I'm just saying, well, like, if I could find two Christian girls randomly at a dive bar, like, come on, it's not that bad. Well, why did you let? Well, I guess we don't have to get that personal, but but that's that sounds too good to be true. And you let them walk. Must have had fatal. No, flaws, I, I tried. Guess. No, I tried. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you huh. get personal if you want. I'm not no, no, it's just, it's just it's such a unicorn to find. I'm wondering, you know, what? Bro, what, I tried. I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't make them. You know. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I suppose that's. Oh, true. you can make them. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Just wasn't interested. Like went to a, uh, so I was in the military. Went to a, the submarine ball. So like invited her out there um, mm-hmm. in my dress blues and all that, and she was dressed up. You know, it was like the whole thing. I don't know how else do you woo a woman? You know, yeah. the military uniform didn't work. What the hell? Right. I mean, if it, if she was a slut, it would have worked, but she wasn't. So. <laughs> I don't know. That works on all chicks. Yeah. Damn it. Maybe there's something with me. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was some arbitrary reason. Like the, the reasons that I was not into guys, sometimes it was, it would seem really trivial to other people. Like sometimes you just don't like the way a person smells or something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> not because you smell bad. It's just like, you're just like the pheromones in this person. I'm just not, not into, hmm. you know, it's sometimes it's like nothing, like nothing about you really. Hmm. Yeah. I think she took like the feminist pill because there are times on her Instagram it was like, uh, you know, don't need no man. And she has like a good job. I think she's like a civil engineer and type shit. So like, oh, well, there's your answer. Yeah. What's what's yeah, the mystery right? here? <laughs> yeah, All definitely. Right. Uh, so, OK. Yeah, white pill. Kind of. Oh, yeah. OK. So that was one white pill. We got that time was for your me. white pill. Well, uh, the, the, well, I'm just saying the, the potential to like, yeah. you know, I always hear there's no I can't find anybody. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I was like in the middle of nowhere, you know. OK. Right. Just got to find one. All it takes is exactly. one. Okay, so um, we we are a little bit up against the clock, but how many white pills do you have? We could probably do maybe oh, two. Oh, that, that was it. That was the one. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> off the top of my head. I found I'm a nice saying, girl at a bar look. once. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, at a dive bar. I'm, I'm just saying, it's a scummy yeah. bar. No, 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 I got I you. Got I got you. There once. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else on your mind? Fuck. Uh, shit. Let me think. Um. Eh. No, no, no. So, like, I think <laughs> earlier you're talking about like uh, someone was talking about like that Google imaging bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know anything about it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just know like one like commercial. It was like, well, you we can delete stuff, and like anytime there's like technology that's coming out, I feel like it's been in the works for like many fucking years. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that whole CIA poison dart gun, like that's been a thing, like public knowledge since like the '80s or some shit. 
Well, I don't even know what the gun is, but I'm sure they have it. Yeah. One one story I haven't got into uh, much that I need to is that this whole allegation that the CIA was protecting slash engaging in uh, I don't know, pedophile behavior. What's what was all that about? I didn't I didn't look closely, but he got the sting. There's something about how the CIA uh, was just recently busted for. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Sony guy that got caught in the sting, the pedophile sting. Clearly, I did not read a lot into the topic. Otherwise, I'd have more interesting things to say about it. But. They got some guess, some sketchy CIA stuff. Hires, going on. Uh, yeah. pedophiles because that's their thing, you know. Oh, is that what they, they do? Bust, <laughs> they, sure. They have to, they, in order to yeah. bust pedophiles, they have to become or hire pedophiles. They hire the pedophiles to drive the guns to the Mexican uh, drug cartels. That's that's what they do. It all comes full circle. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else from you before we let you go? No, I guess that's it. Thanks for having me, though. Yeah. Have a great night, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. You too. Okay, that will do it on calls tonight. Uh, the thanks live to all the chat callers. thinks that we're controlled opposition. I have a question about that. <laughs> when people say that other people are controlled opposition, does that does that mean that they're like propped up by the government to sway a previously like difficult to penetrate audience? towards the center like if people thought we were controlled op what would they th- yeah I, th- well, I as far as i understand it controlled op is usually uh people think of it as a way to quell the opposition right so like by being sympathetic to some dissident right-wing views like a pressure valve is, is that what this is that what this show is i'm i there's too many heads on. Are, are there's too many heads on Pike's talk. Or too much heads on Pike's talk for. Well, isn't controlled. that what you would do if you were a controlled opposition? I guess. Like you'd be Maybe, really. Edgy. Wait a minute. Does this explain why Susan is is weirdly nice to this show? Are we controlled I don't opposition? Know. Was, well, you wouldn't know about me. Would your you? favorite We've only met quote, that one time. Your favorite, my favorite quote that you've ever said. Would I know if I'm a Fed? I have a would fair I question. I have a military family. I inexplicably am still on YouTube, despite everything I've said. Yeah. The thing is, like, I have no knowledge of me being controlled opposition, but would I know would if I, I even was? Would I know? Yeah. That's, I got to give the chat credit on that. You got to, th- when people are controlled opposition, you have to think about them being incredibly popular. This is still like a niche market. Yeah. I w- we're not controlling that much opposition. <laughs> that's, that's what we are. Yeah. Really failing. When yeah. they invest resources into controlled opposition, it's like Tucker. Carlson. Yeah. 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 Like big money. So All right. Short answer. No live chat. I like the theories though. Um, mm-hmm. if, thanks to the callers. Appreciate you guys tonight. And if you're having trouble participating live or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, you can send us a question through the call-in show question form on the contact page of the website. We'll respond to those at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Anonymous says, this is relevant to the last call. Any tips from Blonde for asking out a girl from church? We only know each other. We've only known each other for a little bit, but she might be good wife material. And so I figured I'd give it a shot. Thanks you two for red pilling me in high school. Well, um, if you're asking her out at church, she might be into some like traditional would you like to have dinner and see a movie with me or whatever? Just, a, just ask her out. What's the deal here? The, uh, another piece of advice that you gave a long time ago was, and who knows if all women, 
abide by this, but you had a personal philosophy of rewarding assertive behavior from from men, uh, rewarding yeah. risk taking, rewarding the guy who came up and made the ask. That's true. So, I've gone out on a lot of dates with like uh, really unsuitable men for that hmm. reason. Men should be rewarded for for going out of their way and they'd be so nervous and everything. It's a difficult yeah. thing to do. I can't even imagine how hard that is. Be brave and direct. The yeah. the biggest flops and failures of my life were when I was trying to wait for the perfect moment and trying mm. to have some big grand plan in my mind, in my Never head. About how this that way. Because then you get nervous and then you're waiting for that specific moment. So you look like a weird lurker or something like that. You just gotta, you have a general plan in your head, compliment proposed idea. And then you also have to be prepared if it is not well received then fuck that bitch and move on. You have to to be able to move on quickly in your head too. There's this great scene in King of the Hill where Boomhauer, like Bobby is trying to see how Boomhauer is such a a ladies man and Boomhauer is in a shoe store and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he's just asking women out and they like one after one reject him and call call him a creep. And Bobby was like, this is how you do it. Like, this is how you get laid. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just ask until somebody says yes. And he doesn't care (laughs) about the rejection. Like that kind of tactic really works. Keep asking uh, chicks out. Confidence, yeah, confidence uh, and wit are hard to resist. So simplicity um, too. Yeah. I think you're beautiful. I'd like to see if we're a match. Let me take you to dinner and we yeah. can see a movie together. Being absolutely explicit about your ask and your intentions, mm-hmm. direct. That's all uh, good advice, I would say. Um, day nine of no fap. Yes, I relapsed, but broke the record. I I didn't. I don't need to know this. I don't need to know when your wife got pregnant. I don't need to know how many days it's been since you masturbated. You guys are disgusting. <laughs> We've all heard the meme about strong, weak men creating and being created by good, bad times. I feel like if you're going to say that much, you might as well just say the whole thing, but whatever. Is there any way to break this cycle or is it an inherent consequence of civilization and true salvation lies in popping Varg pills? Mm. I don't think there's any way to break this cycle. I mean, how could you? We're just going to be in a state of perpetual strength. Or perpetual weakness. It's a cycle. Yeah. Life is cyclical. Well, and if you try to reverse that cycle to the extent that it's true, and I believe that it's true, what would you do? I mean, convince weak men they should start being strong. We can try it. I think we're all trying to do that a little bit, but yeah. I think the, that's to some extent that's trying to overcome the natural correction that will take place. Yeah. And I don't look forward to that at all. That's one reason I would like to convince people against it with what time we have, but... But yeah, when the day comes where strong yeah. men uh, take their rightful control of society once again, because of circumstances that make it necessary, uh, it's going to be a rough time. I, I don't look forward to that time. But yeah, that's the point of being a strong man is that you're prepared for the worst. So make yourself a strong man so you can endure those tough times. Um, Charlie, this is an interesting question. Uh, what do you think about the morality of surrogacy and IVF? Um I have a really uncatholic opinion about this. I just feel like if you want to have a baby, if you have that desperate desire to have a baby and you need medical intervention, um, you should do whatever you have to do to get a child that is biologically yours and your husband's yours and your husband's. There's the key. Not sure how I feel about all this sperm donation, egg donation. Like, I don't know. I'd probably do IVF. If I had to, but if it ventured out into like using a third party, I don't know that I, I would, I would do it unless it was a surrogate. If it was my husband's sperm and my egg, the thing about this, the real moral conundrum 
comes in when you're talking about embryo destruction and and mm. genetic testing of the embryos. I just don't if I had to do it, I would have as many embryos as I was going to use and I would not genetically test any of of the embryos because uh, I wouldn't want to have any embryos destroyed. I certainly get the moral implications or objections to destruction of the embryos. What's the, I guess I, I don't have any immediate gut reaction or moral objection to the concepts of surrogacy or IVF. Is there a, is there a general Catholic objection to those things or? Uh, yes. Um, they view like the conceptus of an IVF birth, like the conceptus of, um, like a a rape birth or something like that. And Hmm. and then it's something that shouldn't have happened because there was some untoward intervention that was outside of the path of godliness. And, um, in IVF, it's a baby that was made outside of the marital act of sex. So interrupting that, like you're not, you can't masturbate, you can't withdraw, Hmm. you can't have this kind of medical intervention. I guess for me, it's, it's still fulfilling the purpose of that marriage. So You're, I'm with you. I yeah. have, I actually have an issue with this in the Catholic church. I, Catholics are going to come at me. Like I know I'm Catholic, but I'm also not going to look at my friends that have done IVF and now have healthy children and they're good parents and be like, what you've do- done is some kind of genetic abomination. It's like they're loving parents to their children. They otherwise wouldn't have any children. They're, they're genetic material. Like I, I just, I'm just not going to be judgmental about it. And I don't know what I would do in that situation if I didn't have Emmeline. Uh, to me, the the best, at least without having thought, put a ton of thought to this, if I was going to raise objections to it, the best I could do is a lot of slippery slope themed stuff that you're opening the door to a lot of scientific tinkering that all of a sudden Dr. Fauci is creating super babies that are totally unnatural abominations like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in the context of married couple has whatever sort of um, reproductive or fertility problems needs some kind of assistance to have their child. I don't, I don't have any moral objection to that, at least Neither on my I, superficial no. understanding of it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Jodsky just said something I don't understand. Okay. He said IVF aborts all of the other children conceived. So is, Do you mean is just it, destruction of embryo? Is I that what he's probably getting at what you're maybe. So that's is, does it necessarily destroy um, other distinct like potential lives. children or, or yeah i guess um i'm not clear on on what that ne- on what the consequences are does it abs does it necessarily entail the destruction of of separate lives i don't no, know what if you use but, every embryo that you create uh, what does that mean when you say use so uh typically you um have a certain number of eggs that you take they'll test the quality then they uh use the sperm and then they'll have um a number of embryos that survive and survive the thawing process and they'll grade them like an AA is a really good quality embryo. And typically what people do is they'll use the AA, they'll use the A, they'll use the AB. And then you have these lower grade embryos that probably have some genetic issues. And what most people do is they destroy them or they have all the genetically tested embryos um, that are uh, abnormal destroyed. Or they have too many embryos because you have to hyper stimulate the ovaries. Um, so if they if you have too many embryos and like your first round of IVF works and you only want one kid, then you could destroy ten embryos. But afterwards. you're saying use them all, as in what does that mean? Are there if alternatives I, if to I destroying had, them? Yeah, I would be like if, if I wanted 
maximum four more children and I, my husband and I were in this situation, I'd be like, listen, don't make any more than four embryos of any quality. Like that's it four embryos. Okay. And you can and then, save them for, for implantation later. Basically you could save them yeah. for an, like a you long time. You can thaw time. them 10 to 10 years. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty incredible. And then I would just keep implanting them because there's only a 50, 50 chance that they implant. And that's very optimistic. I would just hmm. keep implanting them until I had used all the embryos. Okay. So, well, and then you have, you have potential considerations about the implantation itself there because that's even accident, unintentional destruction too, in that case. Yeah, but 50% of fertilized eggs don't implant in the mm. natural course of. Yeah. Of I guess if anyway. I was thinking about moral objections, though, there's got to be a, there's probably a distinction between the natural failure and the failure that is the result of human, human intervention, human creation. Well, no, I mean, the, the, the majority of, of fertilized eggs, 50 to 60% uh, have an implantation failure, don't implant. They just bounce okay, so off the endometrium. Okay, and so then, that would be the exact same process and the exact same failure rate, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and you wouldn't know if it was human error anyway. And then oh, okay. an additional 25% would miscarry anyway. All right. So th this is more complex than I understood. Just, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a deep understanding of all of these topics, obviously. People um, should have but... children, their genetic material, uh, in, in any way that they can without destroying embryos is my opinion on that. I, I, I don't see a lot objectionable with that other than how feasible is it to preserve all the embryos? That's my only question. But. It's really easy and cheap. Jay says, um, if you could live in one of the following, which would you choose a nation where internet pornography hasn't existed in the last 30 years or a nation where welfare hasn't existed or had been, um, seriously scaled back for the Ooh. last 50 years. That's an interesting pair of hypotheticals. Pornography, maybe. Hmm. I would pick, well, the welfare state. Yeah, um, okay. And I understand and recognize that both of these are probably things that are destructive to the nuclear family, uh, which is the nature of why they're both uh, forces for negative. Yeah. But I, I, I think that the replacement of dad with the state has been, at least in my gut level estimation, more damaging than the proliferation of porn. Okay. But you yeah, can make an I, argument I, I, for either. I don't, I don't really know. That was my gut reaction. I think that, well, I was going to say in terms of uh, gender relations that porn probably has been more destructive, but the welfare state has done a number on the nuclear family. Yeah, I mean, in ways, they both are sort of replacements for that arrangement. It's like... That's probably um, why he asked. Yeah. It's uh, a good question, Jay. I'm, I'm going to go with the welfare state, but I, I, I can understand the argument otherwise. McMonahan. McMonahan. Um, yeah. When was the last time the U.S. had a 100% morally justified military engagement, in your opinion? Hmm. Uh, Revolutionary War. <laughs> uh, well, we can we can agree on that. I, I think that uh, we just had Pearl Harbor Day. What about response to Pearl Harbor? But Ooh. there's a lot of... There's a lot don't, of make um, me, don't make me touch this. There's a lot of... Uh, even that's got a lot of wrinkles. Um, but the wrinkles being... People who think that FDR knew, right? And then, and of course, it was entry into World War. It wasn't just mm -hmm. entry into war with Japan. So that gets uh, a lot tougher, too. Um, I certainly think that a response to the people who did 9-11 is warranted. That gets messy, too, because we have all sorts of debates on that. But just to 
I can make an argument for those based on the fundamental principle that I think you have a right to respond when attacked. And, mm. and broadly speaking, I think that's what those were. Now, does that mean that, like, how far does that go? Does that mean that the, the, the Iraq war was claimed to be a response to nine 11. And, and after the fact, we learned that that connection was basically non-existent. Right. Um, you're talking a lot about things that are not morally justifiable in any way. 100% morally justifiable, the last foreign engagement that we had. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm really picking out specific pieces of things, too. So, Do you have an answer to this? 100% morally justifiable? That was the question. That was the question. E- and even the response to Japan has the moral questionability of the, of the nuclear bomb. Yeah. I think we really overreacted. Um. So I guess I have to if the if the if the terms of the question are one hundred percent, I guess I got to go Revolutionary War. It's been a good while. <laughs> it's been a good long time. I'm trying to rack my brain for something that's that I would consider not really debatable or without wrinkles of unjustifiability. Revolutionary War it is. We'll go with that. Wow, I can't believe we agreed on that, but here we are, six years. I'm trying and, to think. Uh, uh, it's okay. Just accept your answer. Those bastards at the Alamo really deserve it too. <laughs> and, and the Indians. Cup of tea. Those yeah, little yeah. little bighorn. They. <laughs> yeah, that was mother. Yeah. Yeah. A nice hot cup of tea. Following last week's discussion of dogs biting kids, if a dog is potentially dangerous, of course it makes sense to prioritize potential harm to children. But in most cases, wouldn't it be more humane just to surgically remove the dog's teeth rather than kill mm. it? Would being so would doing so be considered a sadistic or a humane option? If you were a dog, would you rather be mutilated rather than killed? Wow. I mean, it's kind of a whole thing, isn't it? You can probably do some damage without teeth if you're a dog. Like they've got a lot of pressure on the bite. That's true. I bet a dog could rip somebody's like a big dog could rip somebody's throat out without any teeth. Is it more humane? Um, no, fuck that dog. This this dog loving society thing. I'm tired of it. Well, I guess uh, trying to think. Like, could, could I think of an analogous situation where someone tries to kill you with a knife? Right, tries to stab you to death. So you cut off their hands or remove their ability to access knives or something. There, there's kind of a Cool. I'm going to go into weird places here because I'm talking about justice against dogs. Do I really want to be a hardliner on the justice against dogs philosophy? Those dogs had it coming. But I guess what I'm saying is when we think about a response to these things, sometimes it's not just. No, I'm just talking myself in a pretzel now. I've wrapped myself up. I'm not sure what I think about this, actually. It's okay. You, You have a your your team put the dog down. Yeah, we're we're humans. We we have domain over the world, you know, gods, human, god humans, and then and then animals. We need to start thinking like that. Like we've risen dogs to this this level of humanity that um I used to partake in until I had a kid and then I was like, "Oh, um this is it's not the same thing." So I think we need to um we need to demote dogs a little bit how about three strikes for dogs or two two strikes first we take your teeth if you do it again right then we cut off your paws <laughs> then we cut off just... your lower jaw okay right. yeah yeah all right and if you still 
if you still kind of try to beat people with your snout, then uh, then you're done. Three strikes for dogs. Bash would just be smashing his head and bashing <laughs> his head. And the... he, he got weird again the other night. Yeah, dogs are assholes. I don't no, know. This what to is tell a you. now that the baby's in play, he's he's become weird about. He got snappy with my wife. Like what? What the hell? Ooh. So I don't know what I, I'm. I'm facing this predicament as we speak, especially as the kid gets older. And I've looked. I look forward to him running around and the interaction between them. But if there's any of this kind of behavior where there's, like I said, he can't. He can't bite anyway. I really don't think he can do damage. But I also am not going to tolerate his attempt to do damage. Calvin growled at Emmeline a few weeks ago. Ooh, he better be careful Mm -hmm. because there's no mercy coming from you on that front. No, no. My husband's like, well, what was she doing? I was like, what was she doing? Nothing. (laughs) Like if if either of these dogs ever bite, uh, none of this rehoming shit. That's usually your favorite question, though. I understand why it's not in the context of your daughter. But what was she doing? What was that bitch doing? She had it coming. I know. You know, dogs with little kids around, they have to, uh, they have to be able to tolerate a certain level of like abuse from children yeah. without biting them. It's just the way things are. I'm, I, so sorry, you know, they're going to go live on a farm in heaven. My hope is that our dog is not going to get snappy with the, with Calvin, Calvin being my son, not your dog. <laughs> um, because all of his weird episodes are in protection of the baby. So I yeah. hope that he's not going to do anything weird weirdly aggressive toward the I baby. I doubt he would. I doubt he would. But we'll see, man. It's not, it has not been, he, he's had some uncharacteristic bad behavior in the mm. last uh, few months. Bash. So if, by that time he'll be, he'll be so old, he'll be like Caesar. His teeth will fall out anyway. And this question will be moot. <sighs> Josh says, what would you think about a Supreme court ruling that overturns Roe and Rather than return the issue to the states, they force the states to give equal protection to babies in the womb. Um, Then abortion would be treated under state laws and any medical procedure that involves a child. And isn't that the only morally square outcome? Um, I don't want the federal government imposing this sort of law on the states any more than I would want them imposing um, a, a mandatory murder law on the states. And I understand that that opens the door to uh, what many would rightfully consider to be degenerate laws in the states of New York and California. But I think that the damage done by the federal government trying to force a, 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 a central standard down mm-hmm. upon the states defeats our entire premise of, of what this country is supposed to be. And, right. and I, I say that with acknowledgement that the premise of what you're saying here isn't that the only the only morally square outcome? Um, yeah, I be- well, I certainly believe that a morally square country is going to protect life. Yeah, I also understand that that attempts at controlling things centrally almost always fail. Yeah, yeah. And so, what it means is that you need to, under the standard that should be that that we should have, which is state control of this issue, you got to make sure that you take care of this issue in your state. And if we have a collection of states run by morally square people. We might see a little bit of divergence in that, uh, you know, a manslaughter charge might be treated a little bit differently in the state of Montana than it is in the state of Idaho. Right. But there's still justice. We're going like, to agree on the concept that, that these right. things are wrong and we're going to develop our, our own ways to punish them. So that's a good answer. Can I piggyback on that? Do I have to elaborate? Because I don't know that I can add anything to that. What I understand where he's coming from. I It's just I would really caution against trusting the feds to handle 
almost any issue of justice correctly right. or competently. Yeah. So, um, but, but I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And even on the constitutional question, it's like, yeah, what does equal protection under the law mean and who's entitled to equal protection? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is that life in the womb, not entitled to the same constitutional equal protection that it is yeah. the second that it exits the womb, uh, the day the kid is born. So it's certainly debatable too. Um, Frank was French speaking. Fucko is non-procreative sex inherently immoral. Hmm. Uh, in the Catholic church. Yes. I, I, this is something that I can't really square in the church. All right. So no withdrawal, but you can use, use natural family planning, which is when you just bang outside of your fertile window. It's like throwing cake batter against well, a brick wall. You what's, know. The, what's the moral difference there? That, that's kind of surprising to me. Right. What is the moral difference there? Yeah. So Catholics would use natural family planning. Uh, but withdrawal is like, you know, it's absolutely off the table. Hmm. I can't really square this in the church. I, I don't I, really, I understand it, the, the concept in, in the church, but like, I, I yeah. just think that morally there's really a, not too much of a distinction here. I, um, I certainly understand the purpose of the act of sex is conceiving a child. That is its mm-hmm. purpose. And so you can make the argument, anything outside of the, the serving of that purpose is immoral. Um, but what I, what I would say is, I don't know that I would phrase it. This is non-procreative sex inherently immoral. I would say that, uh, sex with someone with whom you are not, with whom you don't accept the consequence of a child. That's, that's immoral. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then what about, um, marital problems that arise from, uh, unfulfilled male sexual desires? Uh, Yeah. I, I, I suppose mean, that's true too. That has to be addressed. Yeah, I think um to me I think the moral distinction is that you, that you accept the potential consequence of a conception as a necessary part of that sexual relationship. That's the point of marriage. It's you you're yeah. you're going to conceive children, but you also understand that that even if you conceive children unintentionally your relationship is built to sustain and to sustain it right and to sustain those children okay so, so somebody in the live chat just said because not being in the fertile time could still lead to pregnancy it's up to god no there if if you're not in your fertile period of of the month which most women know and they track um then there is a 0% chance of pregnancy is it literally you impossible get, it can't it's happen? impossible you mm. cannot get pregnant on your period unless you are in the 5 days preceding when you ovulate mm. you cannot get pregnant if it's the day after ovulation you have a 0% chance of getting pregnant so no that's, that's absolutely untrue you have to be in the fertile window in order to get pregnant so you're not at all leaving it up to god if you're using using natural family planning at all you're leaving up to God that you might have made a mistake and you don't exactly know when you're ovulating. But if you're leaving it up to God, then you're just, you know, then you're just having unprotected sex all the time, irrespective of whether or not you're in your fertile window. That is leaving it up to God. Hmm. This is so stupid. I, I don't understand. Just don't bang people that you wouldn't have a kid with. And if you have a kid with them. Yeah, fine. <laughs> that's the point of marriage. That's why you marry someone. It's... <laughs> 
I not only do I, I hope we have children together, you accept it if it happens under unintentional circumstances. I know. I just I'm, I'm not on board with the Catholic, this Catholic way of doing things here. That's a that's a pretty strict standard, uh, I would say that that. Well, I mean, there's no if there's. OK, so you have a you have a baby. You need 12 to 18 months to recover your nutrients just so that you don't have a subsequent miscarriage, which is very damaging to women mentally. Hmm. So. Uh, I guess if you really wanted to do things by by the Catholic way, you have to just abstain from sex in that 12 day to 18 months. And hmm. that's terrible for marriages. Can you imagine being married to somebody and you're like, all right, we're just not going to bang for a year and a half. Yeah, that, there's going to be consequences to that for sure. There are definitely there are marital consequences to that. There are parenting consequences to that. It's not fair to the husband. Um, but it's also not fair to the wife to impregnate her three months after she's had a labor and then for her to lose that baby. Hmm. So, so what do you do? Fair point. Tell Vax do us part. <laughs> Update to my story question about how my wife was upset that I was considering getting fired over the jab mandate sent by uh, President Brandon. We are in Florida. DeSantis is protecting workers in Florida. I am feeling more confident that I don't have to get jabbed. Nice. My my wife is still pissed that I considered getting fired or even uh, fired over this, rather, even though it is less likely to happen now. She says me getting fired over the jab is equivalent to me quitting. I am uh, standing strong. I made the right decision, but her and our families think I'm retarded. My wife and I do not feel we are on the same team. I wish that was not the case. Plandemic or not, or plandemic was, uh, was part of our discussion. Uh, when we got married, what are your thoughts on this situation? So wait, just so I understand, he was considering uh, basically taking the shot for the team of the family, and she was disappointed in his willingness even to do that, despite his no. motives. No, he didn't want to take it, and she was mad that he was willing to get fired over not taking it because she said oh. it's equivalent to him quitting. Ah, you got to okay. stand strong on this man. Who cares if if your wife's family thinks you're a retard? Who gives a fuck? She needs to fall in line. Well, she has to be on your team too. I, yeah. I reference this conversation all the time, but it's it's important. It's an it's a explicit conversation and agreement that my wife had that we're on a team now. And even if our families try to interject or interfere and install conflict between us, we're on each other's team. Even if that means that we have to tell our respective family members or friends, yeah, exactly, to back off. Mm -hmm. And that has to be the nature of your relationship. Your wife has to be your teammate no matter what. You got to be her teammate no matter what. And the families can have their opinions, but they can't be influencing. I hope exactly. they're not. Yeah. Um, my wife and I do not. He, he even says that. We do, we, we do not feel like we're on the same team. You got to fix that. And and That's um, huge. I, You'll end up divorced if you don't fix that. Yeah. That, that's broader than a vaccine thing. Um it's not realistic that husband and wife agree on every single thing that comes in front of them, but you have to have a plan for uh, making decisions and resolving any conflict. You you have to agree on a process effectively within your marriage. So that's probably what I would say. Take this beyond the vaccine context and say, okay, it's not yeah. the first time we've disagreed. We're going to disagree again in the future, but let's agree on a process for how to resolve that conflict where it arises. Yep, you gotta you gotta lead in this situation too, because yeah. it sounds like your wife is not on board. Um, this is Long Don. Did you read that one? Uh yeah. Uh, Long Dong John. Um, now that Biden's vaccine mandate was found unconstitutional and is dead in the water, what consequences should any business who enacted it face? Should employees who were vaccinated against their will against their will as a result sue? 
Fuck yeah. I don't know that they really have any grounds to do that, but people with adverse vaccine reactions that were forced, they have like documentation that they were forced to get the vaccine. Do they have any legal standing? Probably not. And, and Biden's vaccine mandates haven't been found unconstitutional uh, in any final sense yet. The, it's looking good, but we're not, yeah. we, we don't have any um, final word from the Supreme court. There are cases in progress. There will be appeals filed, but let's, for the sake of the, the, hypothetical let's say that that's true that you know sometime in the next amount of next uh whatever x amount of months the supreme court says yeah this was all a bunch of bullshit the osha mandate on big businesses with 100 or more employees that was unconstitutional it was all mm-hmm. bullshit um this okay so there are two questions here one is liability for the companies that that um force their employees i gotta think that that's almost a zero percent prospect because employers are generally fully within their rights to to try to set the terms of their employment yeah whether we agree or disagree with it and i totally disagree with that as a term for employment but it's hard to hold them liable maybe if you had an actual maybe if you had actual damage like you're talking about an adverse effect like they forced you to do it and you had a serious consequence maybe but if it was just if you didn't have any adverse effect and you just didn't want to get it, but you did, I can't see that that having any kind of liability that would stick. Right. But here's You'd the have other to have an adverse event. for sure. I would assume, but I'm not a lawyer in this area, of course. So don't quote me on it, but here's the other area of liability. I would like to have, um, be a reality because we're, we're in this frustrating state where clearly by a team, uh, Biden and Saki and company, they're saying we have the full legal authority to do it, but they're suffering court loss after court loss. And it looks pretty clearly, as as you're saying, that there are major constitutional problems here. They might be ruled outright illegal or at yeah. least unconstitutional. And I'm using those terms interchangeably. If and B- Biden did this when he rejected the court too on the um, the eviction moratorium. If you have the president doing blatantly unconstitutional things and just seeing if he can get away with it, there's really no penalty for that other yeah. than impeachment i suppose that's the the remedy that's the liability is he's just impeached um but i'd i'd like to see a little more teeth you know it's like if you keep doing shit that the courts keep striking down you just kind of get away with it Mm -hmm. you have to stop when they tell you to stop but other than that you're not really punished i mean think about it he's violating the fundamental law of the land if i go to the store and start stealing candy bars if they just tell me to stop I mean, there's there's usually more justice than that. There's some sort of punitive element. In this case, it's just, well, you know, slap slap on the wrist, stop doing that for now. In some cases, he doesn't even stop doing it, like the eviction moratorium. He just kept doing right. it anyway. He just kept doing it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, to get back to your question, there's not going to be liability <laughs> for anyone, not for the vaccine manufacturers, not for the people who forced it on anyone. Yeah, it sucks. They were all bet. They were all banking on us enforcing it on ourselves and a lot of people did now, not strictly. I suppose that's maybe too broad a way to, to say it. They, they used coercive methods to get us to surrender. People weren't yeah. physically captured and stabbed against their will while they're wrapped up in a straitjacket or something, but they used coercive methods to get you to, to sort of surrender your own resistance. Um, but yeah, no, nobody's going to be held liable. Count, take that to the bank. Count on that. <laughs> Michael Doris, if you were in Chris Cuomo's position and a family member of yours was involved in a high pile news story, how would you approach covering it? I probably hmm. would not cover it. 
there's no way to cover it in any way that's fair or authentic to yourself. Uh, yeah, let's say that that ha- like, let's say that my parents or if I had a really good friend or, you know, my sibling or you whatever. You gotta recuse yourself. You have to if, admit If that became a national story and it was like, hey, we're gonna talk about it this Sunday. I- I'm sure if people asked me about it, depending on, I mean, if it was a criminal case, I don't know that I would say anything. Yeah. But if it was just some high profile story, I'm sure I would opine. Um, but would I, the, the thing that that's most bothersome is deception. Like Chris Cuomo came out and said, basically, um, you know, my brother is involved in this, this sexual assault thing or sexual harassment thing. Um, I'm just not going to talk about it. And that's fine too, but you can't participate in the story behind the scenes while also right. saying that you're just re- recusing yourself. That's dishonest. I don't really have a problem with any particular approach. You just don't deceive people along the way. Yeah. Okay. That's the line that's that I fair. would try to maintain. I can't remember who this next person is. If you want to read it. I... Baby shark. No. Oh, oh, Gazi Kozo, black Hitler. That's right. Yeah. He's skinny guy, right? Yeah. He's okay. popped up recently. You know who, you know where he popped up recently? He's part of the unlikely alliance between um, black lives matter vaccine protesters and MAGA That's hat right. resistance to the vaccine mandates. He's the guy. He, I think he was in New York or elsewhere. He, ex, he, it's part of the question here, I think, or at least alluded to. He explicitly uh, invited Trump supporters to come to his vaccine protest, saying this is okay. more important than traditional politics. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read that? Uh, he says, what do you think of Ghazi Kodzo? He's still a flamboyant commie faggot, but seems to have toned, toned down the white hatred in favor of being MAGA adjacent, pro Proud Boys and Rittenhouse. I didn't know he said anything about Rittenhouse. That's interesting. Now says he wants to set up his POC commune, people of color commune in a red state, and wants to unite with the populist right. He gave an interview with Gavin McGinnis recently. Um, this might be I, subversive shit. I, I don't know that anybody can be trusted that has this much of a 180. Well, he also... He he had been on Gavin's show before because I remember he debated Matt Palumbo. Um, right. He, he has actually been pretty open to talking with people despite his um, Hitler-esque commentary about white people that he's known for. I don't know. I kind of buy this as I think that a lot of this vaccine mandate stuff is definitely going to create and has created strange alliances. doesn't mean that I trust him certainly to run any sort of... Um, economic plan or or really anything other than just let's stand up for our rights not to be stabbed but this is a crucially important issue and i'm not i'm not opposed to forming alliances on that basis so long as you don't trust them on really anything else yeah but then again maybe i'm speaking (laughs) too far because it's like i've already said i don't want to be team commie on really anything what's more important the communism or the resistance to the vaccine uh, resistance to the vaccine. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I I buy him as authentic. I'll at least put it that way. And I'm listening. I'm willing to listen to to him on that basis. Trust okay. probably not there, but I'll listen. Anyway, that'll do it on the uh, email questions. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. And uh, of course, if you'd like to send us a question, again, contact page of the website. And look for the call in show question form. Um, we are good over on D live. Let's check in on tippy stream and YouTube. We'll call it a night. Uh, sure. Um, AIH says cameras are absolutely a thing. IRL genetic editing is done and advertised in American universities right now. Yeah. Uh, like um, the, they sew human 
hands onto rats and stuff like that. Well, I don't know if they're doing that. There was the <laughs> ear thing, right? Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, sorry. I missed the wrong body part. But they're actually doing that. And they, fetal cells, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, weird human-animal hybrids actually happening. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, Dr. Fauci Stein experimenting on humanized mice via dehumanized babies. And he's the science. How did society get to this point? Yeah. Uh, subversion. Thunderstorm was told each baby sold in parts is worth 25 grand. Blue eyed babies, 35 grand. The foreskins and spinal fluids are worth more. Oh, why are the, the why worst thing are heard. the blue eyed babies, just their, their stem cells or any other part is worth more. I don't know. I, I truly cannot talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I get it. Um, Logan Orr says, dude, dating in 2021 is worse uh, than the joggers and people who supposedly went to concentration camps. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's no way it's that bad. Uh, Godspeed, though. I, I don't miss being in the dating market. That's for sure. Um, Squirrels, Media to Rise teamed up with National Justice to launch an investigation into Wakasha. Uh, Wakasha. Wakasha, yeah. <laughs> Wakesha. They interviewed Wakasha. I know it's Wakanda all over again. Yeah. They interviewed Brooks and he admitted that he wasn't fleeing a knife attack. They're releasing the full episode. I got to listen to that. Uh, the knife fight thing was always like I could believe he got in a knife fight given his yeah. history. But that's a really odd choice for a flight path and yeah. very sustained. Like how far away do you have to get from this? Do knife you have fight? to get right. All right. Um Eric Burns, Mars, you're not controlled opposition. You're a Mossad honeypot. I <laughs> I finally realized that the over-the-top anti-Semitism on the Discord was a cover. We ah. never partake in that. He also yeah. said, if a dog gets out of line, send them to Fauci. You hear that, Calvin? Ah, he'll uh, set him straight. Uh, Reality Lobster, literally 80 years ago, 17-year-olds were signing up to defend their way of life and uh, becoming men. Become And... What is that? Becoming regiment? Is that what? what, And becoming army men? I don't know. I need more letters here. And now today, 17-year-old boys don't even know what gender they are, what words are okay to use or to be white. I know. No. Um, Last one is Draco9110. Boy, these flyover states have been going crazy lately with crime. On a completely unrelated note, I wonder what them boys at the FBI have been up to. Yeah, really. I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Well, will we ever truly know? Uh, looks like we're all set. Um, thank you guys for uh, the super chats and for the calls and the emails. Very much appreciated. Let me refresh over on Tippy Stream real quick. Double check. Um, oh, wait. There is, uh, there's one more from Bane Koof. My understanding is that the stem cells used in the vaccine are cloned from the original sample from decades prior. Not recent tissue. Could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know the the specifics on this. That's an interesting question though, too. It's like, uh, what are the moral implications of taking fetal tissue and cloning it? Ugh, I hate all of this. <laughs> and could the morality of such a complex issue possibly be objective? And if so, what is the origin of that objective morality and how does it relate to foreskins and circumcision? Yeah. Three yeah, more exactly. hours coming right up. You think the show is winding down. It's not. No. We'll get the hell out of here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight, as always. Um, and we'll be back on Sunday to talk about whatever happens between now uh, now and then. Um, 
I don't have a lot on my list of things I want to talk about Sunday, but relevant to the vaccines, Biden's federal, uh, speaking of the mandates and their legality, Biden's federal contractor mandate was put on hold broadly today. We mentioned on Sunday that it was just three states. Now it's across the country. Oh, yeah. It's really crashing and burning. Perhaps there will be updates over the weekend or by the weekend. We'll see you then. Okay. Okay.